I don't even listen to his podcast, huh? Dude, it's educational. And besides, I've been wanting to listen to this one. Welcome to Idling in the Impala, a podcast by and for lovers of Supernatural and the fanfiction it inspires. Before we begin, just want to remind you to like, subscribe, follow, etc. wherever you listen to us so you don't miss any episodes or bonus stuff that we do. I'm Carly. I'm Sandra. And today we are doing a Taking Authors to Task episode. And we're taking Carly to task because... It's me. Carly has done... (laughs) Many things that have created a lot of angst uh, involving demonic junkies. And this has been a drama that has been occurring over the past, uh, what are we talking like? Maybe January. almost six months? Yeah. So, no, no, no. Oh, shit. Five months. Mm-hmm. It's nearly June. When did that happen? Mm-hmm. It's, I posted the first junkies in January, this something. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think we're going to just kind of like pick apart some different things about the story. Overall. Sandra has a presentation. Carly's a process. Um, a presentation. And I know they're very much like, tell me everything. <laughs> and <laughs> the way my um, comments brains work is kind of just like, as things occur and then I did a when I did the presentation I was like maybe it's best to highlight what a lot of other readers have been saying along the way too with the story that you created which was even though we're taking you to task Carly this is a great piece of just fiction um and how you've gotten into the characters minds both Sam and Dean which I applaud you for because I am not one who, as we've discussed, feels comfortable with Sam, but you actually took the jump last year, mm-hmm. I think, to really start to explore Dean. And I think that takes that takes a lot of, I think, courage as <laughs> um, a writer because... Fan fiction is fan fiction is a different kind of writing, just in general. Yeah. Because we're already taking a character that's been somewhat established. One could argue that, you know, the first person that wrote the fanfic after episode one of um the supernatural didn't have a lot to go off of. We're writing, at least I know you and I, we really started writing after there was a a set framework that we could either choose to use or say, what if? And um, mm. I mean, I think fan fiction's beautiful that way. And it gives a writer the freedom to do whatever they want. They could follow canon to the letter and just explore something, or they could go, well, this is what I'm getting out of this. And this is what I want to pursue. And really, or they just say like, I see the surface level of this character. I see what they're giving these other characters and giving the audience, but I want to try to get inside their brain and figure out what's going on. I think you did that in an incredible way in this, in this story. So, I mean, um, 
the title of my presentation is, you know, demonic junkies. It was just supposed to be some incest porn. <laughs> and for someone who's not like I, I, I dabble in incest, but it is not um, like, it's not what I search for. And I really read your stuff because it's great writing and it's, Oh, thank you. It's great. It's it's great smut too, but it's great writing. Um, so I guess my original question would be, what in the hell possessed you to come up with this story? <laughs> and you know what? Normally, for most of my stuff, I'd be like, "Oh, I had my idea, so I picked it." I could tell you exactly. I watched the episode "My Bloody Valentine." Okay. In season five of natural and mm -hmm. uh recap for anybody who doesn't remember <laughs> doesn't remember that episode that is the episode where the horseman famine comes to town and um makes people greedy for whatever you know sex food what you, all manner of things so we have castiel who is an angel his vessel is craving food meat you know, so we just get to watch Misha eat for an episode. Mm -hmm. And obviously Sam's craving, Sam's addiction is demon blood. So we have this great scene in like this, in, in the motel where Sam's like, it's kind of like, just like rubbing a, a cold washcloth over his face. And mm -hmm. he's like, I don't think I'm okay. I can't, de like de the plan is they're going to, they know where famine is. They're going to go and confront him or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's like, I, I can't come with you. Like it's, you know, it, I can feel it. It's standing again. It's it's not safe. So they um, <laughs> chain Sam up in the bathroom <laughs> and go. And there's all kinds of like meta stuff that goes on. But what I was focusing on was like Sam, especially before he gets chained up in the bathroom, and he's he's just, like he's sweaty and mm -hmm. like I don't know. He's just he just looks a little bit strung out. And mm -hmm. then certainly when he's when he's in the bathroom and the um, it's, famine sends demons to him, and he um he attacks them and drinks their blood and it's it's a whole thing, but then like he's chained to the bathroom and he's like he's sweaty and his hair is wet and you can see him struggling, mm -hmm. and I was like, I have a thing for Sam in pain. I don't know what it is. It's mm -hmm. acting choices by Jared. I don't know. I just think it's hot. I don't know what it is. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it's kind of that. Okay. And I was like, oh shit, like I wanna, you know, I wanna write, I wanna I wanna write something with Sam, like, you know, really like like sweaty and needy and wanting. Mm -hmm. And then I always thought it was strange that I mean the writers have probably changed that many times. Everyone had forgotten that Sam had had a demon addiction, demon blood addiction. But I always thought it was weird that when Sam captured Demon Dean and brought him back. Dean didn't try and use that against him because mm. it would have been so easy and he, he didn't and I thought that was weird and I just posted Taken which was like my first Winsest and I was like no fuck it this is this is what I want to do mm -hmm. I want sweaty needy you know desperate Sam and Dean's gonna you know Dean's gonna give him the blood but he's gonna make him you know, it's 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 not going to be nice. He's going to make him fuck him for it. And in my head, in my head, when I started this, and I had conversations with you, and I had conversations with my um, beta reader, Runaway Dreamer, who is the light of my fucking life. This series would not <laughs> exist without her, I swear to God. She comes in and she's like, this is great, and I love you, but sort this out. 
Mm-hmm. No. Um, and I was like, I was like, no, no, it's not really non-con because like Sam knows. Like it looks like non-con. I'm tagging it as dubcon, but it's not. So it's I can't write a rape scene. And then separately, both of you came to me after mm-hmm. I posted the first one, and you were like, "This is rape. Mm-hmm. You need to change that." Mm-hmm. Um. So my intent, my intent was that I was just gonna have this, like, you know, like Dean was gonna be like. The- you wanted a consensual, strung out Sam demon dean yeah. vibe scenario like initially like yeah. that was what you were like vibing on like i want this this is necessary i'm going to write this yeah okay, okay. yeah and then that's that that's just not what happened, <laughs> that's not what happened. it's interesting that's that the whole tagline of this whole <laughs> thing, that's just not what fucking happened it's interesting that you mentioned the sam demon blood thing because that's actually the one note that i made in in demon junkies um demonic junkies in a control junkie i think the the first one um Mm -hmm. so and i know we've had we've had discussions ad nauseum about about this so i think what i'm going to do is i know i'm pulling from things like in my brain you know you think you come up with something new and you're like no we've had this discussion so we're just like you know but i'm i'm remembering parts of our discussion for control junkie um let me see if i can click this to go over okay so for control junkie um sam finally tracked down demon dean now all he has to do is get him into the bunker perform the curing ritual and everything will be okay easier said than done when you're a former addict i highlighted the line sam nearly drove into a wall when the copper and sulfur smell reached him and then my note was so not show canon after season five there's not much mention or hardly any of sam's demon blood addiction do you mm-hmm. feel and you just probably already answered this do you feel like sam was always wrestling trying to stay clean and sober or do you feel the show's writers just kind of took the easy route in curing him of it like you know after he was pulled out of the cage and like oh he's fine there's nothing happening. So do you feel like this is something he really was wrestling with or was it like specific instances? Because the only thing I can think of that would be weird is that they ran into so many demons over and over and over and over again. And like, there's nothing in the show, you know, that even hints Mm. at him being a little bit shaken up by it. You know, it's just like, it's just like another hunt or another thing. It's really only kind of like, Lucifer's the main like trigger trauma area I feel like for Sam Mm. after season five so you obviously were like this is just not something that's going to be swept away see I'm just thinking they use their whole get out of jail free card where like you know somebody can just cure you or build you back up so when he popped out of the cage it was just like well that part's just he doesn't have that anymore like that's not a thing he has to worry about he can worry about going insane (laughs) and trauma (laughs) that way but not the demon blood so that was something that you kind of did you kind of always have that in the back of your mind or was it that particular scene that made you go huh you know he um, always probably was wrestling with this in your I mind in your sam version for this in for this in in my in my sam version of this i mm-hmm. think he probably he probably did always wrestle with it just mm-hmm. because i'm i'm kind of I'm kind of erring on the on the more realistic. So I think it it's maybe like it's maybe like 
like a a, a former alcoholic. Mm-hmm. So it, it's been it's been long enough that they mm-hmm. can be around alcohol right. and it's 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 okay. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe they're not ever truly comfortable, but they could they can be it's okay, but it's you know that one drink is too many. Yeah. One drink is not enough. Yeah. So I figure and I like kind of what I if Sam was struggling with this addiction for all that time, I think before this, because this is a this is a season 10 divergence, mm-hmm. he'd probably been comfortable just around like he was like numb to regular low level demons. And mm-hmm. it was something about Dean being a knight of hell mm. that you know smacked him in the face and made him unable to resist Mm -hmm. in a way that a normal demon on the street Mm -hmm. wouldn't have affected him that way Mm -hmm. I was like I I wanted I wanted him to to be doubting I wanted Sam I wanted the reader to be doubting is it because it's Dean or is it because Dean is a more powerful demon Mm -hmm. you know is it one or the other is it a combination of both Mm -hmm. but I don't I, I just don't I don't know because mm-hmm. I, I'm well, not expecting I, you to have a definite answer by the way we're just shy <laughs> <laughs> it's it's frustrating in the show though because they mm-hmm. just like oh well, no everything is everything sorted and I know God cured him the first time after mm-hmm. they released Lucifer and mm-hmm. we know that mm-hmm. so if it took God-like levels to do it the first time because Cass couldn't do it yeah how come Crowley could do that? Or maybe the addiction is tied into the soul. And if it mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. then it should have come back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I It was 100% a, a get out of jail free card for the, the writers yeah. of the show to just be like, oh no, it's, it's, it's moved on from that. It's fine. It's yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's but for me, writing, I think in a way, or it's just, you just have to suspend disbelief for, for a yeah. lot of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, Sam is probably he comes across as one of those you know really mindful assholes it's like oh she's just meditating just just meditate and it'll be like I feel like he'd have his shit 100% in order so Mm. he'd be like yes this is a thing that I I struggle with and I've meditated extensively I'm not knocking anybody that meditates by the way I just kind of feel like Sam would be a bit like you know like vegans that tell you that meat is murder when you're eating a cheeseburger I kind of feel like Sam would be one of those people that's just like, oh, you just need to, you just need to meditate. You just need to. Well, he does that with, with Dean yourself. when they're eating. He just gives that like disdainful look. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, just, I, I didn't that. know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't want to be like, oh, I think he's like a pushy asshole because I don't think he is. I just mm-hmm. think he'd be like genuinely from a place of I can help with this, but as the recipient of that, going deep breathing is not going to kill my fucking problems, Sam. Like mm-hmm. that's that's how mm-hmm. I would respond to that. So mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. I suppose in my universe, Sam has always struggled with this, but he's he's found he's found a peace with it. He's meditated on it. He's I don't know, drunk special tea. What right. I don't know what people who do that do. He's done yoga about it, mm-hmm. whatever it is that those kind of people do. But it's yeah. the it's Dean, it's night of hell, it's both right that pushes it over the edge. Yeah. And I think, so like my, one of my 
first comments on Control Junkie was basically like the line that I think, you know, pretty much encapsulates what you just said, which was Dean smells different from regular demon blood, richer, headier, like something that's aged in a barrel and fetches thousands per bottle. So yeah, I could see how that would be one of those things where any type of addiction, if you, if you've got something that's um, just outside of the norm of what you would normally like say, want to try previously, or that was something in your past that would have been, oh my gosh, like I could see that being a very difficult thing for Sam. And Control Junk is pretty much all of that taunting and teasing as Sam is trying to cure Dean um, mm-hmm. in the dungeon. And I think, so we only get really, and it's such a shame, but we only get a little bit of that Demon Dean um, sassy pants, um, a lot of it in the episode Soul Survivor. And I think you just kind of went went for it and just like, you know, we're just going to push it to like, I don't know, all the level way. 50. <laughs> all the way, all um, the way up to 11. Yeah. So, I mean, every line that Dean responds with is just filth it's filth but then it's also like it's so very there there was demeaning in the show you know of like you know i can't believe you you believe this sam you know um like stuff about the family and you know knocking knocking down john and all this kind of stuff and then just kind of like dean just keeps going back and back and back um to those things to kind of just break Sam I guess you know um Mm -hmm. and I I thought that was great I mean a lot of that and I I mean I'm going through it now because like I said I read six and seven um the other night but there was no way I was able to read all of them um again so I kind of went through different things about it because it all kind of runs together for me so I know you being that you've been immersed in it and now that you finished it kind of I was joking to Carly yesterday it's kind of going to be like an exorcism for Carly um at least for this segment of it because I know you still have to finish but I think you've gotten over the well I can't I can't say that because you never know until you start writing again um but I think I don't fucking know I'm not in control but I think you've got I think you've figured out a lot of the I think you figured out a lot of the difficult pieces for the relationship that I didn't think you realized was going to happen um, when you first started writing. Um, And then, I mean, we talked about Dreamer um, and how she's been helpful with beta. Can you, can you talk a little bit about for people that don't understand it? I mean, if they've, if they're listening to this podcast, they probably do, but like, what is a beta reader and how did how did that sort of like relationship with Dreamer come about? You don't have to get too specific, but like, you know, how, yeah. how did that happen? So um, I think probably the relationship between um, Beta and Ryder, it's basically like you write your thing and it's kind of, kind of like an editor 
almost Mm -hmm. I think I think maybe it's called beta because editor is like a professional thing Mm -hmm. I don't know but they come in and they they read through it and maybe they have suggestions on like plot points or specifically Dreamer started betaing for me because she was like it started way back with Taken actually um just because I I was showing it to her as I was writing because I do that some Mm -hmm. people some people like um Dreamer is one of them actually she will hoard a story until it's done and mm-hmm. she won't show you any of it unless she absolutely has to mm-hmm. so I've I've looked over some of her stuff when she's been like it's wrong and I don't know why mm-hmm. but I like I like I I have so much imposter syndrome I'm like please validate me fucking hell I need you to validate me so I like to share my work as I'm working on it mm-hmm. so I was like oh I've done this and I've done this so um she came in and she was like oh, you know, it's, it's really great. And she'd like leave comments about like, you know, this is a really good line. Or I like this, or I like that. She's like, do you want me to run it through for like spelling and grammar? She's like, I'm good at that. I like it. And I was like, yeah, sure, go for it. So then she became my unofficial comma wrangler because mm-hmm. partly, even though English is my native language and I've been reading and writing in English for uh, 30 years, I probably, I don't know when you learn to write, whatever. <laughs> I don't know where commas go, friends. I don't fucking know. I just put them in willy-nilly. And I hate commas with an unending fucking passion. I used to use Grammarly to um, like debate, you know, check my stuff. And Grammarly was like, you need a comma and a comma and a comma and a comma and a comma. So Dreamer came in and she did that for me. And I was like, you are the best. Thank you. And then it it just, it evolved from there. So I, I sort of first broached the even the subject of junkies with her mm-hmm. i was like i think i want to do this but i'm not gonna make it non-con this is a theme because i was i was the old emails between me and dream were just like i can't write non-con i'm not gonna make true non-con and now i'm like whoop warning for rape sorry guys mm-hmm. um but yeah she was just she was with me as i was writing so mm-hmm. she's giving me thoughts and what about this and have you thought about this and then when the beta comes, when it when it's finished and she goes through and she wrangles all my commas and puts them in the right place mm-hmm. and wrangles like my speech and stuff. And then in with that as well, she's like, ah, oh, this isn't clear. You know, maybe you need to add something to this. And she just makes it, she takes my like rough draft and just mm-hmm. makes it so much better. Mm-hmm. And when she's done with it and I'm like, oh, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. You're the best. Thank mm-hmm. you. So yeah, that's that's what beta does. And that's how me and dreamer do the thing so what made you want to come up with the when you were thinking it was dubcon can you explain um <laughs> i don't know how to say this the positioning that the boys were choosing to take in or how dean wanted to have this go down between him and sam in terms of the sort of like you know exchange the the blood the blood for the for the sex like where that so I wanted and that let just I, remind me control junkie is like the setup for it right and then yeah we get into so it, it was in posted shame junkie it, it was it was posted out of order so mm-hmm. blood junkie was the first thing posted mm-hmm. okay which was like just any given scene from mm-hmm. this period of time mm-hmm. up until the end when mm-hmm. you get Dean's point of view and you're like, oh, this is not how it seems, which was not intentional. And then at the end, Dean was like, I have things to say hi. And right. that's all fucks it. If I didn't put that Dean bit in, it right. could have stood on its own as just a one shot. But no, okay. it goes blood. And then control is 
control takes you from um sam like it's a flashback but sam like you know finding dean and and bringing him back to the bunker and it's control junkie is is sort of where where it diverges from canon because we've got dean tied up in the bunker sam's giving him blood to cure him and then it goes wrong so controls like the setup for everything so when you actually posted them you posted blood first but then if we're going to like go chronologically it would be control blood no control shame blood blood, okay hate regret denial okay okay yeah all right yeah so i wanted i wanted i had this i had this idea in my head i wanted a masochist dom dean Mm -hmm. and i was like because i thought that was interesting because mm-hmm. doms tend to be i'm not generalizing but like a dominant tends to be more on the sadist side of things and that's fine it's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. but i was like i don't know i just that didn't feel right for mm-hmm. my team and at the, at the time this was just going to be one shot so i was like oh, i want i want um a dom bottom as well because you rarely see that that's another like rare thing so this was just gonna be a one shot so i was just gonna push the boat out and i was gonna do the thing so i was like no no i, w- I, w- I want dean to bottom i want and i want him i want him to be a man masochist but i want him to be a dom as well so i was like how am i gonna make this work mm. so and it it came sort of the the behind the scenes of it would be that dean could go and fuck anybody as a demon he could go and get laid anywhere he wanted but who's he gonna trust to fuck him Mm -hmm. he's not gonna trust anybody out there so if he wants that where's he gonna get it Mm -hmm. because if you say to someone oh sex for drugs Mm -hmm. you assume that the the drug taker is going to be the one offering up whatever their mouth that anything else that they might have mm-hmm. you, that's the natural assumption of that mm-hmm. so I, I did want to invert that and play with it and be like well dean can get that dean can get ass anywhere mm-hmm. dean can't get this mm-hmm. so and then it it ended up tying in with you don't see it so much in blood because it comes the power dynamic is established in that because Dean has what Sam wants. Mm-hmm. Sam is automatically, um, you know, Dean has the power over Sam automatically, but it comes out later that Sam prefers it like that. And he's, he's quite happy to sub, you know, he's not bothered what goes where in terms of sex, but he prefers to give up his control Mm-hmm. So again, when this was just a one shot before this went fucking mental, that was what I wanted to play with. So that was why it was Dean. Dean was the bottom, and Sam was the top. Mm-hmm. And then it went fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm just looking through a part of it now, and it's a it's a part where um, Sam is begging in shame, um, and he's like, "Please, if there's any part of you that's still my brother, help me." I get it now. Your blood is the only thing that can make it stop. I understand it's only you. Please, I'll do anything, anything at all. And 
we're going to get into all this other stuff later about Dean. I don't want to, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole right now. Um, so, so you feel like Sam, Sam is releasing control of the situation to Dean. I don't think at that point, I think okay. in a consensual, mm-hmm. at a consensual relationship, mm-hmm. Sam would prefer to give up his control, but mm-hmm. this is not, none of this is Sam's choice. Sam right. is not choosing right. these actions. This is the situation he's in. In that particular scene, mm-hmm. he is begging for what he thinks is his life. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, you know, there's no like kind of um, sex play. Or there's BDSM no fun play. in this. Yeah, this is just no. a life or death situation. Dean, Dean is. Yeah. Dean's having mm-hmm. a great time. Dean's having a great time. Mm-hmm. Sam is genuinely begging for his life. Yeah. In that scene. I hate you, that scene. This, I love now, writing it, but I hate it. Shame Junkie, you mentioned that it was inspired by the virus of life by Slipknot. Is there, is there... There, there were lines in particular that I know you highlighted. What is it about that song in particular that kind of like, and did you, this gets into, I guess, sort of to like um, how somebody gets inspired when writing. Did you listen to that song a lot? Like maybe like yes. right before you started writing, would you listen to it during? So like, how did you mm-hmm. use, how did you use that song as inspiration? So it's, it's actually you, you're the star of that. Because you commented on Taken. Let me just pull it up. You commented on Taken, and that made me think of a line from um, The Virus of Life, and that the, the idea of all of this came from that song. Okay. So let me just... Let me just... Uh... No, was it taken? It might not have been taken. It might have been something else. It was. De- it was definitely something. Okay. But you, you had commented about. Oh, I remember what it was. It was give me Novocaine. Mm. I'm sure it was. Yeah, it was. It was give me Novocaine, which was a Sam slash reader insert um, about like subspace and stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. um and there's there's a line in that sam says um until there's nothing left in your head but me and you were like i i love this i was like you did the thing jesus sam is beyond thorough i think this is my favorite line until there's nothing in your head but me thank you for sharing your stream of consciousness it's manifest. <laughs> <laughs> so i had replied to that and i was like so your comment made me think of a slipknot lyric i'm going to empty you and fill you in with me Mm-hmm. from the virus of life and i was like oh, i want to write something to that lyric now maybe okay. something dean related actually it's mm-hmm. been a minute since i played with him mm-hmm. and that was uh give me novocaine was posted in july of um 2022 so it took it took a few months to get there mm-hmm. but i think did you have you gone and listened to i haven't song, but have you I just looked, looked at the lyrics i looked at the lyrics yeah i looked at the okay. lyrics yeah and i can i could definitely see um <laughs> where that because I think like there's certain sections where there's verses that you could immediately say, okay, this sounds like this is Sam's bit, but then this sounds like this is Dean's bit. Um, mm-hmm. Like I'm looking like I'm sweating through my veins. I'm trying to hold on. It's unbearable. And then like, it's almost worse for me. And that almost sounds like now we're going into Dean. I'm going to tear you apart and make you see, make you see. Yeah. Um, 
So I think it's interesting how, and I think this is kind of where I get into some other stuff later um, in my thoughts about the, because this, all, the great thing about fiction is it makes you think about other things. So not just about this particular situation of this Sam and this Dean in this situation, but our Sam and Dean on the show, you know, and like what all mm -hmm. of this means and where it kind of sprouted from and stuff like that. But yeah, this is a very heavy, there's a lot of lyrics in here that are just um, like watching, bring me to my knees, waiting. I am your disease lover, set my symptom free, covered. You won't feel a thing. Um, so yeah, it's just. So it's, there's a lot. it's when I was, <laughs> <laughs> when I listened to the song um, and I think, I think of, of Sam and Dean in this situation, I can never tell whose point of view it is mm -hmm. so watching bring me to my knees mm -hmm. is sam kneeling for dean or is sam going to bring dean to his knees because mm -hmm. both things happen mm -hmm. i am your disease you know yeah so it's it, it has ambiguity that i think works so well for this because right, the addiction can... could be dean addicted to sam sam I mean, yeah 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 Exactly. Mm -hmm. So if you go back one slide, I don't know how you do that, but if you go Let back one try. slide. Yay. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So like, um, you're a lack, you're sublime, you're amazing. You don't even know the danger you're facing. It, on, the, on the surface of it, it's Dean, but it could easily be Sam is Dean's weakness as much as Dean is Sam's. Mm-hmm. You know, I've yeah. been with you all day. I'm trying to stay calm. Um, yeah. You know, wait a second and you'll settle down. I'm just waiting until you really let your guard down. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and I will say to anybody, even if you don't like, if if on the back of this episode, people are like, oh, I want to go read this fucking train wreck. Even if you don't listen to the song, because mm -hmm. um, not, everyone's, not everyone's into metal, not everyone's into like, new metal not everyone's it's a slipknot and i will want anybody that thinks oh i'm gonna go and i'm gonna go and listen to this song um trigger warning gagging vomit noises at the end mm. of the song mm -hmm. the lead singer literally throws up it's mm. ick. read the lyrics because it's so every chapter has lyrics from this song and they all tie into what's happening mm -hmm. in the chapter so it's I give you the lyrics I think fit, and I say to you, who's talking? Is it mm -hmm. Sam or is it Dean? Mm -hmm. And it just, it's a fucking killer song as well. Like, I, I really like it. I've always liked the vibes of life. Mm. So yeah, that, that, <laughs> that idea came, you know, six months before Junkies even came mm. from you. Okay. It's a good song. Great. It's a good song. I'm, I'm glad I could help. <laughs> <laughs> You were endlessly helpful. Endlessly helpful. Um, and I'm just like on right now, we're just like looking at um some of the the comments again from like uh for Shane Junkie and um Winchester's Queen is just awesome. Um they are they are always there for it. And I was really kind of surprised that, you know, here's what I will say, Carly. Your writing is good enough that I know for a fact people that do not normally read Wincest are reading Wincest. They're yeah, reading yes. this. That's, that's good. I 
I was so shocked to see mm-hmm. Winchester's Queen mm-hmm. in this fic because I know that they far, far prefer reader insert. Mm-hmm. And then, to specify it down, Dean reader insert. So mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. endlessly stunned to be like, Sweetie, what are you doing in my awful, mm-hmm. awful corner of Winchester? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm glad you're here, but you okay? But it's the you characterization. Know, uh, like, you know, you you got the characters. Um, you got the characters right in a way that's as much as I was very upset about um Demon Dean. You got you got the I can't even say soul um of Demon Dean, but you got the you got him right, you know, for as for for this for this particular story, you took what you knew of him and you fleshed out more of that inner dialogue and conflict that really conflict at the end of the day is what makes a good story if there isn't conflict then I think you could kind of like say that's kind of more like one shot or a scene Mm. you know um Mm -hmm. but you you're I wouldn't even say because I know you're like I hate plotting it's more about the conflict you know that I think when you get that right and you can get conflict in just a scene too, but it's, Mm. it's that ability to explore the conflict and make it inherently interesting. That I think is why you've got people like Winchester's queen. And I think I'm pretty sure when we had um, BJ on the podcast, uh, I believe BJ was like, yeah, you know, Winces really isn't isn't my thing, but you know, no biggie. And yeah, I know, I know they've commented on your stuff here they've, too. So I'm like, okay, they're so they're reading. You know, people are reading because it's good writing. Um, I'm blushing again. You're yeah. so kind. Well, because I think You're it's so nice. true. You know, I mean, and you've got, I mean, my comments. Um, I was just, I was, I felt so bad for Sam. And I was so very mad <laughs> at Dean. Um, We've discussed this extensively. Every time, I, d- I think some of the audio from that conversation is going to go in this episode, which was getting into Zoom and Sandra's first words to me after hello were, give me co-host, we need to talk about junkies. Yeah, I think I'm going to pop that in. Done like, something. Yeah, I think I'm going to pop that in like when we get around to like the regret, regret junkie, because I feel like that, I think that that was around the time when I was like, I've got it. We've, we've got to talk about this a little bit. Um, yeah. So yeah. And I, I, I want to hold off to the, um, I want to hold off on more of my demon thoughts uh, too, but yeah you, yeah, you got, you got small, you got small Sandra rage out of, out of, out of me for, little, for shame junkie. <laughs> um, so now blood junkie is where we get into this was the first thing that you, this was really the first thing you came up with, but then you came up with the parts that either like began and then ended this whole demonic yeah. junkie yeah. tale. That's still not done, but like, again, we're talking about this. But no one's a demon anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's, you know, that part of the story is done. Me, mm. me fucking it up. Sorry like here. Driving it into <laughs> the ground so fucking hard it's done and now I have a spoon mm-hmm. and I'm trying to unfuck it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it's difficult mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to mess things up than it is to fix them but yes 
Blood Junkie is where it all began. Mm-hmm. And then on the back of that, I was like, I gotta go. I want to go back. I want to know where this started because it. Mm-hmm. There's the bit. That, <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna reference it now. We're talking Blood Junkie, but it's all Sam's POV until you get to the end, and then Dean comes in with mm-hmm. big fucking boots mm-hmm. and he's frigging ideas and conflict because mm-hmm. there wasn't conflict before and right. then dean came in and gave me conflict and i was like i don't why have you done this right <laughs> why are you like this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then from there i was like okay well how did this start mm-hmm. so i did control right. and then i was like well now i need to link the two mm-hmm. so that was shame mm-hmm. and then blood junkies and then we were caught up and then we've gone forward so before Dean came in and fucked it up, like, what were you particularly like, w- what were you just trying to explore in just Blood Junkie? Just, just, I just wanted strung out, sweaty, desperate mm-hmm. Sam. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I wanted, like, I wanted Dean to be a demon. So I didn't want it to be nice. So I was like, I want him to be you know, mean, I want him to be humiliating Sam. I want, you know, I want him to make him crawl and beg and be an asshole. Mm-hmm. And then as it ends, as Sam's part ends, Dean leaves and Sam's just left mm. on this bed that's covered in like sweat and cum mm-hmm. and it's just gross. And he's just left to be a mess. He's crying mm-hmm. and he's left. And that's what that's that's that was fine. That was, I mean, <laughs> it was nobody was going to be like, oh my God, this is the feel good story of the century, but it was fine. And then Dean had thoughts outside mm-hmm. of that. And mm-hmm. we find out that actually it's not as it appears. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Um, even, even in this comment, I know you said Sam's consenting, <laughs> but I disagree. <laughs> Because in, in my head, when I started this, and this is yeah, it's probably linked to some trauma. Most of my reactions are linked to some form of trauma. In my head, I'm going, well, Sam could have walked away. Sam didn't have to do any of these things. He could have left. Ergo, it's dubcon. It's not true non-con. Like, nobody was held down. You know, it's he could have left. Sam chose to consent to this treatment by virtue of not walking away. And then you and Dreamer were like, Yeah, that's I still see not <laughs> what you're saying. But no. And that comes back um, down to the victim, right? Like if the victim's feeling like you that just that just happens. Like, I mean, we've seen plenty of real life scenarios where, you know, someone will feel they'll 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 somehow be made to feel that it was their decision when in fact they had no other choice if they wanted to try to survive or get past that mm-hmm. point um yeah and that's where sam is so even though sam's making a choice for survival it's still not consensual you know he's yeah. he's consenting to the fact that he wants to try to get out of this situation not to what's happening not to, what's to happening. him yeah. yeah 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 it's um i suppose like tmi trigger warning this was um um, coercive rape, rape by coercion, um, sex under duress is something that happened to me in a in an old relationship of mine. And it took me a number of years to put those two things together and mm-hmm. be like, actually, that was rape. I didn't fully and enthusiastically consent to that. It was rape. 
but because it's been such a long time and because with all of the other things that are going on in my mind I don't have time to deal with that right I just shove it to the back of my head and I go I'm not a rape victim I'm not going to call myself that it's disingenuous it's rude to true rape victims don't call yourself that just put it in a box and leave it alone and that definitely came through here yeah. <laughs> and I didn't I didn't realize it until I'd got a bit further on in the story and I was like oh yeah that's 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 why and I think because I had yeah. I had very similar thoughts I was like I could have walked away mm-hmm. you know I could have I could have punched that person in the face you know I could have done all manner of things but I didn't the words you know fine go on then if it's gonna shut you up would leave my mouth and I'm like well you consented but not really yeah so yeah yeah. I didn't intend to deal with some of my own trauma but there's so much of it now it just infects everything and you know I, I think one thing that our society makes um makes us compare trauma and the one thing I just keep hearing over and over again lately and I just try to hold on to this trauma's trauma doesn't matter um you shouldn't be comparing it to you know for you it was trauma it's trauma and mm-hmm. you know it, it's important to value yourself enough to realize that what what occurs in your life to you for you by you you know makes makes you who you are and you can you kind of have to turn the mirror and look at that you know at some point um but again I I you talked about you know I I think writing from what I've read I think writing for you is very much exploring those themes and things Mm. um you know that you're that you're working through and I think that that's I think that that's I think it's great that you um want to share that um you know with us because I think it does help a lot of other people who are reading it um you know that I'm not alone I'm not the only one you know and the fact that you're even like distilling it to this is what's happening to Sam um I think gives readers a chance to maybe connect the dots too like you're not blatantly stating it you know you're you're working through this with Sam as he's mm-hmm. going through all of that and I think that's I think fiction can help that for people who maybe don't you know maybe even haven't had the light bulb come off um or come on you know in their heads about that so um yeah I think that's good I think it's good it, it's good good and I put um Runaway Dreamer uh, to I mean, Runaway Dreamer commented uh, on every section, you know, and she there's did. threads and stuff. Um, She's babe. But, you know, they were very much like, you know, um, these babies need to get their happy endings. I think you knew. I think you knew as you were writing too. And like, as Dean was like, Dean might have been the voice of everybody who was yeah. going to be reading. You, you would not believe the amount of comments because she comments, like I said, like we share share the google docs and i write it and she comes in and like the until it's done she's just commenting like oh you know i love this line or this is really evocative and 
but I get a lot of comments like, why are you like this? Please stop hurting me. So help me God if you don't fix it. I would have so many comments mm-hmm. that are just like, oh my God, you better fix this. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And I pulled this one comment. Um, uh, and you, you just referred to it. I love dominant bottoming so much. It's so good and you don't see it enough in Wincest Fix. So it's great to see it here. I love that your demon Dean is both a masochist and a sadist. Um, so you're ticking off the boxes for yeah. a lot of readers. Uh, Candace was like delightfully depraved. Loved it. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we've had Candace on, Candace on um, the podcast too. So that was, that was great to see that. Um, so then we've got hate junking. Um, yeah. So something has changed. Dean's demon powers are getting weaker. Worse, his blood is getting weaker too. Soon it's not going to be enough to keep Sam from withdrawal. Dean's internal monologue as he tries to figure out what the heck to do, mixed in with Sam coming for another fix. So hate. What was going on in hate? So hate was I'd done blood control and shame were all from Sam's POV with little, just little bits at the bottom mm-hmm. of Dean's POV. So in control, it's Dean, you know, gloating that, oh, he's, you know, he's got somewhere he wants him. This is going to be great. Mm-hmm. You know, he's this really powerful knight of hell. And now he's got like a juiced up Sam on his leash and they're going to, you know, they're going to go and raise hell. Mm-hmm. Um and stuff like that and then in shame it's um so we didn't we didn't really we didn't really cover the plot of shame but it's uh basically sam sam tries to drink from other demons it makes him sick he comes back dean's like why you like this just ask me i will help you mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so sam like begs for his life you know and then dean's like okay right yep no i'll help you down so dungeon we go motherfucker mm-hmm. um and Dean like ties Sam up and leaves him, you know, to to mirror mm-hmm. what what Sam had done to him, and comes and like you know, just drip feeds him little bits of blood to just keep him just about functional. And that's the chair scene, right? Is that when that when that happens, or does that happen that's, here? That's no, the chair scene is in is in shame. Okay, so gotcha. after I think it's like the third time that Dean comes mm-hmm. down because literary parallels. Am I right? Mm-hmm. I'm so clever. Not really. <laughs> um, Sam's like, it's it's not enough. I need more. And Dean's like, no, you can have more, but you'll fuck me for it. And mm-hmm. Sam has like about eighty seven meltdowns. Um, but unfortunately, that is that is a true rape scene because mm-hmm. sam very clearly says no do not but um in my i'm pulling a little bit from the show mm-hmm. is that it's in the show they seem to link sam and ruby and blood and sex it's like you know it all kind of came together so i was like you know maybe maybe demon blood is like girl like viagra you know kind of Oh, like mm-hmm. like a lot of drugs actually get you like fired up and and, and want to do the thing. Mm-hmm. So it was like, um, you know, Sam's Sam's hard and Dean's like, well, it's fucking there. And if you want more, this is what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dean even then is taunting Sam like, you said anything, and Sam's like, I thought you were gonna, <laughs> I thought you were gonna do me, not that I was gonna do you. And I'd like 
I like twisted the consent, you know, and, and really mangled it up and left Sam a complete, a complete mess at the end of it. Um, but that's, that's sort of the, a true rape scene. Mm-hmm. I distinguished that from what happened in Blood because I was like, in Blood, Sam's kind of like, okay, fine, this is what we're doing. But Shame is really like, whoa, no, 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 absolutely not. And Dean just does it anyway. Mm-hmm. So, and then Dean's Dean sort of that Dean's really rough-footed by it, and is like feels really strange, and he's like, you know, a, another key theme of it is of the whole series is not like this. Dean wants Sam, Sam wants Dean, but not like this. Mm-hmm. They've both been harboring, you know, crushes, unrequited love, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. Never said anything. So they're both like, oh, yay. Oh, fuck. Not like that. So and Dean's Dean ends up really wrong footed. And he's like, oh, is it because you finally, finally got that that from Sam, but not like this? It doesn't feel right. And then we move to blood and Dean's Dean's conflict that started it all was Dean's tired. He doesn't he's bored of being a demon. He's tired of hurting his brother. He wants things to go back to normal. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So for all that, we've had Sam's POV of the actual things, and then we've had these little snippets of of what Dean's thinking in the background. And I was like, Dean, it's time for Dean to talk. It's time for Dean to tell us what's happening. And then after that, I said Dean wasn't getting another fucking go mm-hmm. because it was like pulling teeth. It was mm-hmm. genuinely trying to like trying to get blood out of a fucking stone. Mm-hmm. it was so and he was resisting and he didn't want to talk to me and we've had so many so many writers come and talk to us and <laughs> it's so great when you when when people come on and they're like yep no I totally get what you mean and they're like like they're real they're fictional characters but they're real in your head and mm-hmm. they have personalities in your mm-hmm. head and sometimes they sit the fuck down and refuse to move mm-hmm. and that was what Dean did for me mm-hmm. so I felt like it was time for him especially on the back of on the back of blood of him saying you know he's tired and he's bored and he doesn't want this anymore and you know he's something is changing mm-hmm. so i was like well we need to I, we need to explore what's changing and we can't do that with sam mm-hmm. so we need to do it with dean mm-hmm. so that's where hate kind of that's where hate came in okay okay yeah and this is where i think um yeah, with the with the switch um, over into Dean's head, it's kind of where I think you start to see reactions from the readers being like, "Okay, thought this was really cut and dry, and I'm really mad at the Dean." And then it was like, "Okay, well, now I'm I'm seeing the struggles that Dean's going through." Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, Roxy five one two nine. I really feel sorry for Dean. How desperate he feels. Um, which is a queen. This demon Dean is so freaking hot. <laughs> Can't wait to see how the he toss turns out. Um, he is though, because we have. Then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you are, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dean. What a, what a words, Winchester. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh look at look at my look at my cute little. No pain will be inflicted for no cause. <laughs> Yeah, ah, that that was my sweet summer child. Yeah, yeah, we didn't really know. I meant it at the time. I know you did. I know you did. And then this is where, um, 
then we get it. Yeah. So this is where I think after regret junkie is where you and I like did a little chat. And like I said, I'll probably pop this in, pop the, like the 10 or 15 minutes where we talked about it um, in around this point. Um, but mm-hmm. so this is where I think you, you, you were talking about how Dean was going to, Dean was actually working on figuring out how do I um, sort of cure, find a way to cure Sam and then also cure himself in the process. And um, so I know there was like the pharmacy scene in Regret Junkie. um, Yes. uh, Where I remember you said you were, you were very proud of yourself because you're like, I plotted. I did things I normally don't do. I was like, this is good. It was good. Because when, if I'm not writing smut, I te- it tends to be like really stream of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And that's, I don't know, because I, I obviously, I, it's on a shirt, guys. It's finished when I hate it. Mm-hmm. So by the time it's done, mm-hmm. I can't read it anymore because I fucking despise it. So mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know how it reads to a, a, an external person because I, I hate it. But I always feel like I'm, I'm like writing stream of consciousness Mm -hmm. so that pharmacy scene it wasn't smut Mm -hmm. and it wasn't somebody thinking some stuff that was like a scene Mm -hmm. and I had like blocked it out and my actors knew what they were doing and where the marks were and I was like yes I fucking nailed that so proud of Mm us so dumb it's like I think it's like half half of chapter one maybe Mm -hmm. it's literally just Dean driving away from the bunker and robbing a pharmacy and driving back I'm mm-hmm. so proud of it yeah Stupid proud. no it's great um so I don't know how I just want to look through some of the comments too um okay I'm like time lady 66 uh because they'd mentioned something about um kind of like getting getting uh feels or like Gadriel started to come up like in their mind. I would the same thing that Gadriel caused. What a clusterfuck. Poor Dean. Demon him would never have done any of this if he'd known um it was going to cure him. Um when we dreamer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, never get over how good Sam's dialogue is at the end here. So viciously confrontingly truthful. You know I love Dean, but the razor blade in Sam's mouth is too good to deny. Um and then I just kind of like picked some quotes um, in my comment because I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I was just so, I was so mad at, and I don't know why, but it was like, it was like a culmination, I think, of just being like, here we go, here we go again, here we go again, here we go again. Because this is a running theme in the show as well of like, the boys just don't seem to learn, I think, um, from their mistakes. And I think you kind of just want the boys to get it and mm-hmm. get over themselves uh, and do what's best for each other, you know, too, in the process. Mm. And that that's hard for, I mean, that's hard for just a lot of people in general. Um, but yeah, there's like, so like yeah. a lot of like Sam's comments. Um, this is that one. I think I think it resonated a lot with people because it's one of the first times that you see Sam snap back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even even in shame, 
he's still so unwell mm-hmm. from withdrawal that he's trying you, you know like he's trying but there's no there's no bite behind it there's yeah. you know he's saying no but he's tied up and he's weak mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. can he do yeah whereas this one is it's the first time that you know Dean kind of fesses up and goes I have fucked up rightly and um you I can't give you any more because it's not enough mm-hmm. and Sam just just loses it completely and you know really starts like you fucking did this you you know you've murdered me I'm gonna die and it's your fault and you know mm-hmm. when I say it like that it sounds so juvenile mm-hmm. and ridiculous but it, it works in the it works in the fic, I promise. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing. But you know, mm-hmm. Sam's like really takes Dean to task mm-hmm. in a way that we see him do in the show sometimes, where he's like, You dragged me back into this because you couldn't deal with your life on your own. And now look what you've done, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and Sam just like storms off and you know, has has a, a bitch fit, and Dean's kind of left going, Oh fuck. Um yeah. whoops. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I think this is one of the comments too, um, that you were just like, uh, time lady 66, I'm sitting on a park bench out in the open sobbing oh, our poor boys and you, my you, soul. you felt, you felt really bad, but you know, I then, did. you know, the, the commenters like, don't feel bad. You know, that's the sign of a good fic. And I think it's true. If you can get somebody to, even if it's ripping their heart out, um, you know, there's, you're able to do that with, with the story and what you're putting together, you know, for mm-hmm. them. And I, and I, I, I know, you know, a lot of it's about getting into the character's head, but you're, you're having to, you're having to put them in situations to then, to then get into their head. So that's where I think the plotting of it, you know, is really great in this story because you're you're taking your time to figure out which scenarios scenes you know where is it going um how are they going to get from here to here like i i know you don't, I don't know what know. no I, but 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 you're but you're giving you're giving yourself these points you know along the way waypoints that you want to get to and then it's like okay now you're waiting how are the boys going to help you get there because you know like you said you have to get into their you have to figure out what they're feeling and you have to listen to them to do it. So you're, I think it's just like growth as a writer, um, really, you know, and it's, it seems to be happening exponentially with you, which I think is great and amazing. Um, I, I know we're going to, what I may do with this, depending on how long this, this ends up being, this may be a, this may be a two-part episode. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If we're going to talk a little bit about um, what ended up to my mind being a double, double non-con scene in Regret Junkie in chapter three. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? How did you, like, did you know this was going to happen or did again, like you just knew this, there was a point in the story and then like, how did you get into this whole Dean not willingly participating in what was going on? Like, at that point, it was no longer Dean running. The yeah. Demon Dean. Well, deep. Okay, this is it where is it gets de- really yeah. confusing for me. So we're going to talk about that later. But how did you get to this part in the story? And was this, was this one of the, 
it probably wasn't one of the more difficult, I don't know, but was it one of the more difficult scenes for you to write or did it just come out like stream of consciousness again? And it just, it just flew. No, this one, this one, this one wasn't difficult to write and you think it would have been, but it wasn't. I needed, I needed there to be a mark of delineation between Dean as the demon and Dean not being a demon, but not being human also. Mm-hmm. So but see, this would have been so much easier if I had evolved the Mark of Cain, but I think the Mark of Cain storyline is really dumb. Okay. And far too fucking long. So mm-hmm. if I'd have been like, oh Mark of Cain, Knight of Hell, Demon Dean, yeah, whatever. But I didn't. So I was like, I need that to be I, something needs to shift. Something mm-hmm. needs to give. So up to I would say maybe hate. No, up to up to blood, it's Dean is a demon. Dean mm-hmm. is not possessed by a demon. He is in full control of his actions. He is a demon. So we're talking season 10, Demon Dean. Mm-hmm. And I needed the... He's getting weaker. Something is happening that is making him weak. Mm-hmm. And there's some behind-the-scenes things going on there. It may or may not come into the story as it is now. If it doesn't, I'm sure we can do a recap episode and I can be like, here were my plans before the Mm -hmm. Winchesters came and fucked it up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for me, the next step down, if you're not a a full demon, but you're not a human, you're possessed. Mm -hmm. So that was, this was, this scene was the last gasp of the demon okay that was that was dean but is now a separate entity possessing dean mm-hmm. i was gonna hand wave this away with some soulmate bullshit because i was like this is a great idea that i don't know how to execute um mm-hmm. the boss the force did it you know mm-hmm. all-purpose plot hole mm-hmm. filler um so this this was the last gasp this was this was it so just before this scene, Dean, this scene comes directly after the pharmacy scene. Directly before the pharmacy scene is Dean goes to check on Sam. Mm-hmm. And Sam begs him for a little bit, you know, just, just take the edge off. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can do what you want. You can, you can have me any way you want me, just a little bit. And Dean responds to this physically. And Sam's like, again, don't we love to play with consent? Mm-hmm. Sam's like, you're hard. You book me, give me what I want. And Dean leaves. Dean walks away. So we come back. Dean's got the, got the medication. He's, he's got his plan. He's going to sedate Sam. And that's how he's going to get him through it. Don't look too closely at the logic of that, please. It will not hold up under scrutiny. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> it's fiction, damn it. It's my story. Mm-hmm. So he gets back and Sam is um, up on all fours. You're doing stuff. And trying to entice Dean. To be like, look, look, you can fuck me and then I'll do what I want and I'll get what I want. And Dean, he just wants to like get Sam to stop and just lay down so he can give him this medication that will that will sedate him. But then what happens is as soon as he touches Sam, that is when the you know they they say it like they do it in the show, like the demon could choose to be in control or not in control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's the point that the demon goes and i'm running the show now okay so then we switch back and forth between 
what Sam sees, who can tell his brother's possessed, but this possessed, this this demon is offering him, hey, you know, if you, you suck me off, I'll I'll give you what you, what you want. Mm-hmm. And we swap between that and Dean inside his own mind yeah. watching this and freaking out massively because, oh, fucking hell, God. No, 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 no. We can't give Sam any more blood. I can't start this again. You yeah. know, it's been like a week. No, 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 no. So you've got, I don't know. They never explore in the in the show how one breaks out of that possession. They say it's possible. Mm-hmm. And obviously we have, when Dean's possessed by Michael, you know, he's in the bar. Um, and you you like you see Bobby kind of like take control and and Sam and stuff like that. But I was like, I wonder, I wondered what it would look like in in your head, and I imagined it just being like in a, just in a, if the demon, if if whoever you're being possessed by isn't bothering to create you, a dream, it's probably just like being in a blank room, mm-hmm. with nothing, mm-hmm. and you can't, you know, there's no, there's no nothing, um, so that's kind of that's where that is so it's so we've got sam's sex under duress mm-hmm. you know a fix for a fuck we've got dean whose body is being used against his will mm-hmm. i didn't deliberately intend to write a double non-con scene mm-hmm. but, but that that is that is how it turned that's out that's what we that's what we got and yeah i think too like um because i know you mentioned like it's like looking through water and i i i distinctly remember i think Dean in the show talking about like what it was like being possessed by Michael and I know we don't technically again like in the show Dean's an actual demon so there's no like possession and then so I think the Michael Dean thing is the closest to possession and I I think he does end up you know stating to Sam you know before before Michael makes him a pretty little cage where he doesn't fight um it's like you know he was like it was like he was being held underwater and so I would assume that you know maybe that you know came out with with this too like it's blurry he can hear his own voice though so I'm mistaking Sam's intake of breath before he moves um being trapped in your own mind is a complete mind fuck so yeah that was I think that's when I was like you know we need to we need to discuss some of this like you know um because it was it was very jarring because it was for both boys in different ways, you know, non-consensually being a part of this, you know, and not having being control used. in either, either end of it. Um, yeah. So this was, a. am always amazed. Um, we've talked about this and we'll talk about this too. Like I write I write full on to escape. Like my, my version of like, I, I just want to, and I know sometimes I'll hit on things, but like you, you confront this stuff um, full on. And I know sometimes you say you probably don't even realize you're doing it, but you confront it and it's just amazing. Um, it, Cause it really makes you have to look behind the curtain and really see what's going going on and how is that how are your reactions to this based off of you know say the readers experiences and how they how they react mm. to it so um yeah but again you're getting you don't have to write another story to salvage <laughs> <laughs> fix 
this just telling what you what the fuck don't forget you know yeah um time and time again um yeah um <laughs> dreamer misses yeah, is going to miss dreamer. the evil bastard um now make them better stomps foot yeah um, i'd hate you right now good lord <laughs> yeah that was uh yeah it feels weird to call I something just... that hurts this bad good but damn this is good yeah 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 i was i was proud proud of regret junkie and then uh this would be oh yeah chapter <laughs> chapter four you don't want to talk about the twist at the end of chapter four i mean it's not really a twist <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a twist is it it's just I don't know that wasn't meant to happen either, but that was what happened. So what wasn't meant to happen, Carly? <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> so happen. chapter chapter four. So to the end of chapter three, we have the we have the double non-con. Mm-hmm. And then Dean, um, very unfortunately, that it was it what that was deliberate, manages to retake control of his body right at the point of orgasm. Mm-hmm. So Dean's back in control and takes like steps back from Sam to try and stop and it just mm-hmm. spunks all over Sam's face, mm-hmm. who is so fucking angry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but chapter three ends with Dean sedates Sam, and that's the stop. Mm-hmm. So chapter four, we have we see Dean go and exercise himself, which I thought was really clever. Mm-hmm. Um, using a uh, we've seen it in the show, they record yeah. the exorcism. Yeah. on their phones so i pulled it from the show and i was like yeah, maybe so dean go dean's like right this is too much now we'll fucking deal with this so that was fun to play with actually because i have to imagine that ex- being exercised probably hurts but no mm-hmm. one ever talks about it mm-hmm. no one on the show is ever like fucking oh god mm-hmm. so i like i hammered that in with dean about how physically painful i think it would be I think the only and time then, you see it is in the first season, and that's with Meg. Um, yeah. at the very end, you know, and you see like, you know, the shell of the person that's left and she the discussion. was yeah. She was all like her vessel, but mm-hmm. however, you know, whatever, that had been broken and damaged. Dean mm-hmm. threw her out of a window, mm-hmm. you know, so she's she's hurting because the demon isn't keeping her together anymore. Mm-hmm. I was kind of just like, I bet like the act. Of right having something forced from you like that mm-hmm. would be painful yeah because demons don't go willingly do they we do not go quiet into that good night mm-hmm. so i'm sure i bastardized that but never mind <laughs> so we go that and then it's it's a series of jumps through um chapter four that details sam's recovery mm-hmm. so sam spends a period of time um being like not fully intubated sedated but being like drugged out to the point of unconsciousness mm-hmm. and dean is giving these doses every four hours and in between doses he's you know just trying to keep some hydrated you take him to the bathroom the idea was that if if dean can keep sam's body sedated mm-hmm. long enough for it to you know burn away the blood mm-hmm. then he won't you know he won't be like flung around the bunker he won't suffer the physical effects that would kill him mm-hmm. again please don't look too closely at that logic it will not it will not hold mm-hmm. up under scrutiny don't look at that um so yeah so we we jump through like 
getting through that stage to Sam being able to be more awake to food to you know being able to get to the bathroom on his own to showers and Dean had Dean was sleeping in the same bed as Sam ostensibly to watch over him mm-hmm. when he was sedated to make sure that he didn't choke or vomit or to be you know monitoring him and as Sam improved and they sort of started spending time apart you know when Sam would be like in his room on his laptop because he's still too weak to get up and move about but he's awake enough that it's awkward for Mm -hmm. Dean to just be in the room all the time so Mm -hmm. Dean fucks off but he keeps coming back when it's when it's Dean's time to sleep he keeps coming back to Sam's room and he's there's nothing nefarious from Dean's end nothing he's like overdressing himself to get into bed you know we're talking like jeans shirt flannel socks he'd put a fucking hat on if he had to you know he's Mm -hmm. gonna go and get a jacket he's like does not want there to be any misinterpretation he is only there to keep an eye on sam and make sure that he's okay and this is working out perfectly and dean's like i'm a light sleeper i'll hear it's fine and then sam wakes him up and sam's like what are you doing in my bed Mm -hmm. why are you fucking here and throughout all these jumps sam's been really distant with dean because sam when dean went to sedate him sam was like just just let me die you know i don't (laughs) go away let me die leave and the first time that sam comes comes round, um and dean explains like what he's done and what's going to happen and sam goes what if I don't want you to and Dean just hits him again with a syringe so again mm-hmm. we're mangling consent you know in, in all things not just sexual Dean taking complete control of Sam's body and mm-hmm. doing with it as he chooses so we get to the end and Sam's like why are you here what mm-hmm. what are you doing have you been in my bed all this time mm-hmm. meaning since I let you out from the dungeon right back at control have you been in my bed and i've Mm -hmm. just been too out of it to notice and Mm -hmm. dean's like no 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 just while you were detoxing just keep an eye on you i swear i haven't done anything i swear just oh my god and sam's like it's time to go and kicks him out and it's awful Mm-hmm. and I hate it and I still hate it and everyone who read it was like why have you done this I have so many comments from Dreamer like what in the why have you mm-hmm. done this and I've said it to you I've said it to Dreamer sometimes you write a story and you write that story I didn't write this I was the scribe mm-hmm. I have nothing to do with this mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't plan for Sam to wake up and find Dean there. I didn't plan for him to kick him out, anything like that. That is just what happened. And I was standing there going, guys, what right. the fuck? What? Yeah. But that's the kernel of like, I know you keep saying you're the scribe. I got that. But you got to give yourself credit for getting to that point and then letting that just happen like you put you put the pieces in place and then let the scene go you could say you're the scribe still came out of you it still came out of your brain yeah 
So you can, you could definitely say, you know, I'm, I, I let the characters, I, I, I understand, like, you can't say understand, that's not the right word, but you, you gave the characters a chance to just be free and open and see what would happen, but you had to get them there to begin with. And all of that is your writing and all of that is your thoughts and your processes in the story and taking the time to maybe step away, giving it a chance. Or, I mean, I don't know, do you do a lot of rewriting in your, in your writing or do you kind of like, just wait until you get to, okay. Okay. So you really kind of like, wait until you get to a moment of like, okay, I'm ready to sit down and just see what happens. And Mm -hmm. um, so not necessarily a lot of maybe plot or like changing up or looking at a scene and going, eh, that doesn't work. So you kind of just let it, you let it flow. I and just then let it. There. Mm-hmm. I have an, I have an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. as, as this series has gone on, my ideas have been treated with more and more disdain, mm-hmm. but I'll mm-hmm. have like, I'll have an idea and I'll be like, I want to get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. And that's it. My goal is just to get to point B. And mm-hmm. however we get there mm-hmm. is however we get there. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't like particularly going back to rewrite things. Um, mostly because I don't like editing. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, no, kind of just be as it is. Mm-hmm. But I kind of, um, I know we've, t- we've talked about this before, but I view my writing almost like a diary. Mm-hmm. So I-, I can look back on it and go, oh yeah, that's, I was there when this happened and mm-hmm. this was this. So mm-hmm. I do try to leave it alone okay gotcha most of the time unless unless dreamer comes along like she did with (laughs) um denial junkie and is like i love you but you've copped out on the ending of this so hard and Mm -hmm. i'm gonna need you to go back in Mm -hmm. and fix that and i did i did go back and there have been there have been bits from these where i've you know i've had to go back in and be like ah that doesn't work or, you know, it wouldn't. It's never usually that something wouldn't be a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's got there too quickly. Mm-hmm. So it's never Sam wouldn't do that or Sam wouldn't say that or Dean mm-hmm. or whoever. It's just I've missed a bit. You know, mm-hmm. I've turned over two pages and there's some, I'm going to put a little bit in, in mm-hmm. the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, look, more crying. Yeah. More crying comments. Yeah, yeah, I'm crying. BJ was crying. Um, <laughs> far away 22. Damn, man. Like, ouch, Sam. Damn. Like, you've never done shitty things to your brother. <laughs> well compromised. Um, I would say this is a little bit more than shitty, but uh, Dean was literally a demon. Not that it makes what he did okay, but he literally wasn't himself. They live the lives they live. They have to be able to separate their true feelings and reality from possession, soulness, and demonism. This is where we constantly go back and forth again into context. Um, for these boys is much mm-hmm. different than, you know, what some normal, um, you know, rom-com like situation, like it's just there, they, they never have that. Um, they yeah. never have that break that like deep release of that their, their life is, um, is constant, um, stress, stress. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, we have you've got a lot of people, um, you know, um, and then this is denial junkie 
So I know Denial Junkie was, you literally said, okay, I'm I'm done with Regret Junkie. I'm not posting anything else until I'm done. Whatever you mm-hmm. thought your version of done was. Um, that changed. I, I think. Well, I had been, so with normally when I posted multi-chapter things before, I've written a chapter, posted it, and then started writing the second chapter. But with this one, even as far back as shame, I was like, I have to, I have to have this all written out before I post it because I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I can't have a wildly shifting sense of tone here. Mm-hmm. So the original plan was denial junkie was going to be the same as shame, the same as regret. I'll, f- I'll, I'll finish this installment and then I'll post it. And as I got further and further into denial, I was like, this is a fucking mess. I might have to not post anything until this story is completely done mm-hmm. because oh god because you had a lot of thoughts a lot of thoughts that i think changed over time so yeah. i was looking the comments most of the comments were like end of march and if this you literally like just posted this denial junkie like this week i think yeah right and you just started you just kept posting you you posted um the chapters i think pretty pretty consecutively once you were like once you were finished. Um, plus I also was yeah. like, Carly, I want to talk about this. <laughs> um, so, so denial is like trying to put the pieces back together again. Um, yeah. Isn't as easy. I think someone wrote a comment, not it's, it's easier to break than to fix, uh, yes. which is very, very true. Um, so, the major issue now is that, you know, um, Sam, they're, the, the bunker has become this claustrophobic cage of memories and um, that they both, I think, can't get away from knowing what happened mm-hmm. in many, many places of the bunker. There's just really not a lot of safe spaces, There's I no think, less in safe. there. So you've got... Um, Sam really pretty much just like trying to shut Dean out, but you know, he's, he's not able to sleep. Um, Dean's not doing well. So what do they decide to do? And I, for a moment, can I say, I thought I missed, I thought I missed a chapter in the story. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh God. No, no, no. But so chapter six, I'm trying to stay calm. Breakfast is pretty mm-hmm. great. A step up from their usual diner fare. Dean loads up on bacon and coffee before practically skipping to the car. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> what the fuck like, happened? What? I was like, okay. So did you, we had discussions. Did you take the whole like, okay, I'm just going to like, I'm going to break up, I guess, maybe like the action and then like kind of follow up with this is where they are now, but how did they get to that point? scenario in the in the story did you kind of want to focus more on the dialogue between the boys to kind of get that feeling rather than just say um like a ton of exposition about like this is where they're at now i'm trying to so denial junkie took place a lot in sam's head Mm -hmm. a lot a lot of denial junkie was in was in sam's head Mm -hmm. but i was kind of trying i was 
a lot <laughs> a lot of a lot of things happen in denial junkie it goes on it's, it's seven chapters and it's like 20k words it's enormous mm-hmm. um so we go from the start which is um it starts maybe about a month after mm-hmm. sam kicks dean out at the at the end of regret and nobody's doing great mm-hmm. nobody's having a good time but this is i said this dream and she yelled at me i was like it's sam's story and she was like i know you don't think that it might have started as sam's story it's both of their stories now <laughs> but in my head much like the show it was it's sam's story so we see a lot of it through sam's eyes mm-hmm. so it's been about a month and sam is running on about two hours of sleep in every 24-hour period so he's doing great guys kicking his brother out has had no long-term <laughs> effects whatsoever and mm-hmm. that was always that was where that was the starting point with this. Sam booted Dean out. What is the fallout of that going to be? Mm-hmm. Because when it came to fixing this, it was so easy to fuck it up. So easy, guys. Didn't mm-hmm. even struggle. Didn't even bat fucking eyelid. Fixing it, I'm like, oh bloody hell. Sam cannot reconcile Dean, his rapist, with Dean, his brother. So this presents a multitude of problems. Yes. R- completely reasonable. <laughs> this presents a multitude of problems. First and foremost being that anytime anything has gone wrong in Sam's life ever, the first person he turns to is his brother mm-hmm. to help, to mm-hmm. fix it. So he wants to do that, but he can't because his lizard brain. Because I, I, the, the Winchesters seem to have a lot you of selective use that amnesia. A lot. I, I, yeah. I was picking up on that a lot. Lizard brain was getting mentioned a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they, they seem to have a lot of selective amnesia where they're mm-hmm. like, oh, we'll just forget about all the terrible things. Yeah. But Sam's, Sam's subconscious, Sam's lizard brain, Sam's Neanderthal, like whatever you want to call it, survival instinct mm-hmm. cannot and will not allow that to happen. Dean is dangerous. Dean is a threat. Dean has done all these horrible things and we cannot be anywhere near Dean. Mm -hmm. So the conscious thinking part of Sam is trying to find a way to twist this in his mind to make what's happened, if not okay, move past a bull, which is Mm -hmm. not a word. but his lizard brain is always the word that comes to mind. But you know what I mean? Like your survival yeah. instinct, yeah. The, the, your gut feeling, whatever you want to call it, is sounding all the alarms, flashing red lights and yelling and screaming and absolutely fucking not. Mm-hmm. So he's he's put a whole load of distance between him and Dean because that soothes that part of him. Mm-hmm. But in putting that distance is also causing a lot of the problems mm-hmm. and it takes some a little while to put the two together that hey i kicked my brother out and i haven't slept through the night since fuck um so we sort of we go through things with sam and he switches rooms in the bunker is it you know is it the space because in my mind a lot of a lot of the 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 sex rape whatever you want to call it took place in sam's room mm-hmm. um that was where he was when dean sedated him and got him through the detox that was where he found dean in his bed 
it holds a whole heap of bad memories. Yeah. So he switches rooms and he thinks that maybe this is going to help. It isn't. It doesn't. You know, we see him like obsessively like running, exercising, trying to physically wear his body out. Mm-hmm. And none of it's working because this 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 gut instinct, this lizard brain is like completely hyper vigilant. Dean is there, so it's not safe. Mm-hmm. Because the last time we fell asleep, we woke up with Dean in our bed. So we right. can't fall asleep anymore. Right. So we go through we go through this with Sam and he um in a in a fit of desperation decides that he's gonna just he's like maybe if i'm in the same room as dean and mm-hmm. i can hear him breathing i'll mm-hmm. know where he is and that might help so he goes and he like camps out on the floor of dean's room in the bunker and he doesn't sleep but he finds that more restful so it's kind of you know like they say if you can't sleep but if you can just get into bed and just rest that's mm-hmm. almost as good Mm-hmm. so that's kind of what he's doing and he's he's sort of keeping himself on his feet like that and then dean has a nightmare wakes up finds him on the floor um and he's like what what are you doing mm-hmm. and dean just completely innocently it's the middle of the night he's like just wake me up just why don't you just get in the bed just i'm gonna go to the bathroom just get in the bed and sam's like oh fuck no mm-hmm. but it's completely it's completely normal to dean to find sam in his space near his bed and go just get in the bed it's fine and for some reason that shifts things a bit in sam's mind that dean is that's normal Mm -hmm. you know from them being children and him sort of like dean waking up to find sam standing next to his bed i'm sure any parents out there you've had that it's two o'clock in the morning and you open your eyes and there's a little face three inches from yours and after mm-hmm. you've finished absolutely dying, you're like, what is the matter? Mm-hmm. Why are you in my room, tiny demon? And mm-hmm. they're like, I had a nightmare. I, just, I went to bed, whatever it is. And you, it's the middle of the night and you're fucking tired. So you're like, just get in the bed. Just get in the bed. It's fine. You know, whatever. So the fact that Dean reacted so normally mm-hmm. to this just twists something, just, just moves the pieces a little bit in his mind to think maybe there's still my Dean is still in there Mm -hmm. so that's that shifts things i had that highlighted that that one part because also i think we we forgot to mention too that in the previous chapter one of the ways you ended too is that um there's the sammy the sammy sam um bit that i think really kind of like knocked a lot of people out too because um you you explain it because you wrote it um so when i'm writing um the only wins that had written before this was taken and i don't know how you write dialogue but i don't i don't think this is what this character is going to say i give them the situation and they tell me what they're going to say mm-hmm. so i didn't taken was that was just Sam and Dean consenting, blah 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 blah, and that I'd end up with some like um little brother kink in it that I didn't I didn't anticipate, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, all right then. <laughs> but when I've when I've written Sam and Dean together in any scenario, I've never distinguished between Sam and Sammy. Mm. Just whatever Dean feels like saying at that given moment, right? 
that's what comes out. Mm-hmm. So when I started writing Blood and Dean was calling Sam Sammy, I was like, oh shit, this is going to be an issue down the line. Well, it wasn't when I initially started writing Blood, but I think after I'd written like Shame, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is going to be, well, this is going to be a fucking problem, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I never, it was whatever Dean felt like saying. And then in, in that moment, he calls him Sam and Sam's just like, don't mm-hmm. call me that. Because in Sam's mind, the demon calls him Sammy and he, mm-hmm. ha- he cannot, cannot hear that. Because like Dean, demon Dean was using it like really, like in the same way as like little brother, mm-hmm. you know, and like... It sounds affectionate, but it's not in any capacity. In a way. Yeah. 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 And I think that was interesting too, because like when you pulled that out, like I immediately thought about the the season two scene with um, Sam and Dean and Gordon at the bar and Gordon immediately like uses Sammy and, you know, um, Sam like shuts him down. Sam's not handling well. Yeah. He's the only one that gets to call me that. So that I think that just mm. brought me back to that. Like, you know, someone else is, is taking, has now, you know, taken that endearment really, because like, you know, like you said, Dean will just throw that out, you know, randomly. I mean, I think there's reasoning why he he uses it. Right. But it's not all the time. Mm. He, he picks and chooses, you know, when to use it and he's not even he's not even knowing he's doing it you know he's just sometimes it's sam and sometimes it's sammy um and it just kind of like fits for whenever mm. he's going to use it and i think there was that you know um the scene in baby you know dean calls him samuel. sammy and or samuel or yeah, oh, he calls no, he calls him samuel because one of the greatest rock and roll writers of all time samuel, samuel and sam's doing his sam. final he says it's Sam. But it's in the pilot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sammy is a chubby 12-year-old. 12, 12 yeah. It's yeah. Sam. Yeah. So it's almost like this weird, like, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, I I I totally understand that part of it where like some people are allowed to call you a certain thing. Some people are yeah. not. And this demon, demon dean, you know, kind of made this decision that is now like you said, it's kind of like lizard brain. It's 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 traumatizing him every time he hears it yeah and he doesn't want to hear it anymore and that's yeah in that scene it's like why are you in my bed want to try sharing a bed see if it helps me sleep is that okay dean yawns loudly and adjusts his legs knock yourself out sammy it hurts but sam can't stop it sam dean doesn't answer but sam hears the rustle as he nods his head um yeah so that was again like i i just i realized we kind of didn't talk about that because I feel like that's a very important part of the movement of the story too is like those those things that kind of just pop out and become another reason why things are happening the way they're happening and why there's so much trauma it could be just a word it could be just yeah. a name that does that um yeah 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 Sammy Sammy was one of them um but yeah, sort of that Dean reacting so normally that shifts something, and then Dean goes and cocks it all up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we have a, we have a little Dean interlude, and Dean again, it's a lot of the stories from Sam's point of view. So we when we jump over to Dean, we find out that actually Dean's having just as hard a fucking time 
but mm-hmm. we're not in Dean's head as much. So Dean's having nightmares and Dean's having issues. And Dean um, catches Sam in, um, it's called microsleep. And it's when you are sleep deprived to such an extreme that your brain will just shut down without you being aware of it. Mm-hmm. You may have your eyes open. You may look to all intents and purposes awake, but your brain has just gone offline. It's completely uncontrollable. And it is an effect of, of, of you know, severe sleep deprivations. So Dean, like, has this nightmare, wakes up, comes out to find Sam, just what he thinks is just staring off into space, talks to him and gets no answer. Um, and so it's it's a big thing for him to, like, put his hand on Sam and, like, shake him because Sam is, like, maybe very clear, no touchy, no touchy, flinching corridors, do not touch. Um, mm-hmm. So he wakes Sam up. And Sam's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and try and go to bed. And then Dean's like Googling sleep deprivation and finding out that Sam could could start having seizures, he could have a heart attack, you know, he could have a stroke. This is dangerous. Mm-hmm. So then we've got Dean kind of thinking what he can do to try and help. So he offers Sam his bed again, mm-hmm. completely innocently, completely like a parent to a child. If you can't sleep, come and get in bed with me. And Sam does not react well to that. Sam freaks completely the fuck out. And we spend we spend a bit of time with Sam then working out why. Again, a lot of denial takes place in Sam's head with Sam trying to work out why he's... Because Sam, like, after Dean offers the second time, Sam like puts the wall straight back up and he's like, mm, nope, no, 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 no. Stay away from me. I don't want anything to do with you. Like just talking. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he works it out that it's in his mind. It's Dean's trying to take control of his body again. It's Dean's trying to make decisions for Sam mm-hmm. and Sam doesn't want that. Can't handle that. Mm-hmm. So we spend some time with Sam kind of mulling over that. And then Dean comes and is like, do you want to go for a drive? Because as again, as most parents know, what do you do with kids, especially babies, when they can't sleep? You put them in the car. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you take them for a walk, but a lot of parents, you put them in the car and drive them around. And you, by God, you'll drive all night if it means they fucking sleep. So that's his idea. Scan the car. Let's go for a drive. And it works insofar as Sam sleeps, but it's not. You have those, I think everybody has them, those dreams where you're falling mm-hmm. and you wake up before you hit the ground. Mm-hmm. And there's various, there's like a full fancy name for it. And there's various, some people think it's because your heart rate slows down too much and your, your brain doesn't know if you're alive. So it like makes all, you, all, like all your muscles spasm to find out where you are and check that you're still alive. It's to do with anxiety. Blah, blah, blah. So they're in the car and Sam's like nodding off and then like jerking awake with these these dreams so um yeah chapter four i think it is ends with them getting in the car and then chapter five is a dean chapter and dean's watching sam sleep wake sam sleep wake Mm -hmm. and then we get to dean thinking and dean's thinking you know that this is this is all his fault and if he didn't have this lust for sam in his heart, in his soul, the demon probably would have still found something awful to do, but mm-hmm. it wouldn't have had that to pull from, you know, it's his fault. And then he gets to thinking, 
about how much he enjoyed the actual sex acts between his, him and Sam. And then it clicks with him that he's, you know, he's getting hard in the car thinking mm-hmm. about raping his brother while his brother's having like a PTSD attack right next to him. And Dean does not handle that well. Mm-hmm. And Dean's like, he, he throws up and he's like, just give me five. I'll take us home. It's fine. And Sam's like, let's just find a motel. We're like three hours away. I want to drive back. Like you, you shouldn't drive back. I can't drive. I like I will crash. Mm-hmm. So they get a motel. Um, and Sam spends some time that night. We go over the car journey from Sam's point of view, and Sam spends some time that night thinking about everything that's happened and how how to move things forward. What maybe this is what they need. Maybe they need to be away from the bunker. They need to be on the road, just driving around, normal. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's going to help. So next morning, um, you know, Dean's like, oh, how did you sleep? And Sam gets like 40 minutes of sleep and he feels great. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, I slept, uh, you know, I slept really good. The bed's really nice. And Dean's like, oh, we can stay another night if you want. Because all Dean's like, he's fucking sleep. Don't have a heart attack and die. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam suggests a road trip. And Dean is all in for this. And that's where that's where you you looked felt like you turned over two pages because you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Breakfast, bacon, what the fuck? So because I wanted I wanted it to well, the, if you don't have something nice, if if it's just constantly conflict and depression and anxiety, mm-hmm. it, it gets boring after a while, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You're like, you're kind of like, oh well, this is how we are now. So you have to have something nice to offset it off. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted I wanted it to be like Sam is trying. Mm-hmm. Dean's reached out with this let's go for a drive. You know, Dean's trying. Sam's meeting him. Sam's trying. Right. So they're somewhere in Kansas. I think I did I think I did have them be somewhere because I had to work out how long it would be approximately. Mm-hmm. And they're somewhere in Kansas and they're gonna go to uh Topeka, which is mm-hmm. the state capital of Kansas. Why are they going there, Dean? Sam asks. Are you really interested in Kansas history for some reason? Sam asks. No, there's an evil Knievel museum there, replies <laughs> Dean, which there is. I googled it extensively. Mm-hmm. There is. It's in a Harley Davidson shop in Topeka. I googled it. Um, so they're gonna drive, and while they're driving, you know, the chatting is good. They've had breakfast everybody's in a good place mm-hmm. sam falls asleep in the car and has a nightmare and it is a nightmare it did not happen mm-hmm. but in his dream he's sedated and the implication is that dean is going to actively penetratively rape him mm-hmm. but it didn't happen it did not happen but when sam wakes up he doesn't know right so he wakes up and dean is just about to touch him and he's like, you were really thrashing around. Um, and Sam's like, you're going to pull the car over. I'm going to be sick. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Dean comes and like holds him up. It's like, you you look like you're going to pass out. So Sam is just completely like, he's just at the stream. His brother's touched him. Fucking awful. Holy shit. So he asks Dean, after you sedated me, did the demon do anything? Touch me. Dean 
does not react well to that obviously mm-hmm. um no absolutely not never touched you and they kind of it it's, it's ruined then isn't it yeah. I was like I sent them out on a happy little road trip again I didn't plan that yeah. I had a much gentler ending for this planned out and they went nope not mm-hmm. even a little bit guys so we spent another night with Sam who was mulling things over some more and he's thinking you know he's tired of being afraid of Dean he's tired of being hyper vigilant mm-hmm. and I'll be honest with you author to author I was bored of writing and being sleep deprived right I was bored of it I was like fucking hell I'm sick of this now and I said to Dreamer I was like I'm bored of this and if I'm bored of it the reader's going to be getting bored of it as well so I need to move something so again we spend another night with Sam and in these two nights that we spend with Sam just thinking about everything he's breaking down like all the things that Dean did to him and yes butting a lot of them you know Mm -hmm. Dean Dean raped him yes but Mm-hmm. Dean got him addicted again. Yes, but Dean humiliated him. Yes, butting a lot of things. You know, really, yeah, really trying to twist it around to make it not that bad, mm-hmm. which is not ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So we get up the next morning, um, and Sam's like, "Can we go?" Um, no, they don't. They get up the next morning and they go and do the Evil Knievel Museum. And they go to the Kansas um, Capital Visitor Center mm-hmm. and they have a lovely day and mm-hmm. it's nice. And there's a barbecue place at the Evil Knievel Museum, which that actually is. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> there's a cafe at the visitor center called Let Us Feed You, which is just so perfect. I had to put it in um, because Dean takes severe umbrage with this. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's fine and they go they're just gonna I think they just decide to just drive like evening time Mm -hmm. and they're just gonna drive so they come out of Kansas they end up in Oklahoma I've spent a lot of time on Google Maps can you tell yeah I remember you telling me too (laughs) trying to figure all this stuff out yes yes. yeah well, I, I don't know. I could tell you how far away things are in my country. But well, in your I don't country. know either. You have to Google this stuff if you want. Like, you're, you're not going to know offhand, like, you know, how far yeah. away. Yeah, it's, it's a big country. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so they, oh, I can't remember what So, happens. yeah, where I'm looking at it right now, like, they debated staying in Topeka. Um, Thank you. They go back into the car. They, they're like 20 minutes in, Sam's dozing off. He wakes up and he finds um, Dean's hand just resting on his shoulder over his shirt. His stomach tightens in reflex, but he forces the feeling down. So, and right away, you know, Dean's like, Sam, I didn't do anything. I promise you were thrashing around again. And I was just going to shake you awake. That's all. God, I swear that's all. But I put my hand on your arm and you just stopped. Just started breathing nice and deep. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, like, you know, it's that, it's that connection, whether or not Sam, whether or not Sam's brain wants it, um, 
his body lizard lizard part brain you know still connects i think some of that comfort from dean um with safety and i you did a great thing too of like then connecting the fact that the car is you know a safe space um for sam um and not just being out of the bunker but like you know and then it gets back to um you know what is what is home for them and they've always had i think a very different take on the bunker that's kind of talked about in the show too like dean just very much is like oh okay i'm making this my home and you know sam i don't think is ever kind of if he has some of it it's taken taken him a long time to even get that way if he's even he's even there yeah yeah Yeah. whereas the cat he's never i i know i know i have like lines to the effect of he's never been hurt in the car nothing Mm -hmm. bad's ever happened to him in the car i know bad things have happened in the show Mm -hmm. but i'm specifically thinking of that scene in the pilot Mm-hmm. Um, with the ghost, but overall, the car is home. The car is safe. The and car guess, is yeah. Dean and the car are safe. Like you know what I mean. So like yeah. those two things together, I think are safe. I think you could say like maybe the car on its own. You know, it's it's always been there. Well, you know, reliable. We, yeah, we get into that, don't we? Though mm-hmm. with the it's it's the car and Dean. Mm-hmm. It's not just the car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know how I'd forgotten that. I think I'd forgotten why they got in the car, why, why they didn't just stay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Sam like figures out that he slept like you know almost three hours because Dean has kept his hand on Sam's shoulder for all that time. Mm-hmm. And again, that moves the pieces in Sam's mind. So they they stop. Dean's tired. They stop. Um, the implication there being that Dean kept driving because Sam was finally asleep mm-hmm. and he would have just driven all through the night if he had to if Sam hadn't have woken up which I think is beautiful mm-hmm. he's such yeah. a good muffin yeah yeah so we're in the motel Dean goes to bed um and Sam's just kind of like that's when it clicks for Sam mm-hmm. that the last time he slept properly was because Dean was in his bed mm-hmm. even though they weren't touching Dean was in his bed so he thinks well maybe and he does have like there is a moment where he's like, "Oh God, I'm, I'm almost as bad." Mm-hmm. Oh fucking hell, um, shit. And it's, he has a wobble, but he gets gets into bed. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Dean is just gonna wake up, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And that's when that comes in with the Sammy. You know, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, just getting into bed. Mm-hmm. And in the morning, Sam has slept the whole night maybe six hours i don't think i put a number on it maybe six hours he's feeling fucking great dean is weird he doesn't know why he figures if dean had a problem with him getting into bed he should have said something Da-da-da-da-da. obviously mm-hmm. at this point dean would move a mountain with his fingertips to get sam to fucking sleep because he all he can think of is stroke seizures heart attack dead mountains with his fingertips mm-hmm. so Sam wants to go back to the bunker to grab some clothes and some his laptop and stuff for a longer road trip. It's fine. While sleeping in the car. Whatever. Wakes up alone outside mm-hmm. the bunker. Mm-hmm. Huge I panic have this attack. highlighted. Yeah, this one I have highlighted. Go. Go. Um, he couldn't even say why he panics. Last time he was here, he wanted to be as far away from Dean as possible. 
Now the idea that Dean has left him has him spinning out. He tries to ground himself in the car, fingers compulsively rubbing over the leather seats, but it doesn't work. He's breathing faster and faster. He can't get enough air. The car door judders as Sam flings it open, launching himself out onto the road. His vision is going blurry. He's going to throw up. He can't breathe. He's going to die. Dean left him to die on this fucking roadside. He feels himself drop to his knees, arms tight around his chest, trying to hold himself together. He can't breathe, can't see, can't hear anything but the roaring in his ears. And then it goes on again. And then I get to the point where, you know, um, Dean's, Dean's there. He's holding, you know, he's gripping his cheek. And Sam is like, you're here. You didn't leave me. Sam must have been screaming. His throat is raw. I didn't leave you, Sam. He's going to get ready to say Sammy. Sam, I just went inside to grab our things. I wouldn't leave you like that. Sam can feel the tears tracking down his face. Relief or adrenaline come down or some other emotion. He's not sure. Woke up alone in the car. Thought, thought you left me. Dean bows his head. Holds Sam's hand. Um, even tighter. No, I won't leave you as long as you want me here. I'm here. Promise. And, you know, talking about how he's been wanting Dean's touch for a while, missing the casual way Dean would put an arm around his shoulders or pat his back. Nothing remotely sexual, but intimate in its own way. And now Dean's hands are on his skin for the first time since the detox, and it feels better than it ever has. There's a part of him that's freaking out. His senses still on high alert, but he forces it down, forces it into silence. This is Dean, his brother, not a demon, not possessed. His human brother, who has always tried to comfort him and has used, I keep having to go to the next page and it doesn't want to die, <laughs> and has used his hands to heal far more than he's used, he's used them to hurt Sam. And right now, his hands are warm and comforting on Sam's skin, helping to banish the clammy feeling of cold sweat. And then they decide, you know, Sam just wants to get back in the car and start driving. Um, And then, yeah, I... Again, like I felt so very bad for Sam um, because he's not in charge of how his body is reacting, you know, yeah. it's all based off of the input that he's getting and his circuits are so fried um, from the way he's been used and, you know, the addiction, the, um, the betrayal you know, all wrapped up into this being that's meant all of those other things for him for his whole life. So yeah, I can't, I can't even imagine. Like, I mean, you do a great job of explaining it, but still it seems like so much for one person yeah. to have to be going through. Um, and you want to get away from somebody, but you can't, you physically can't, like your body won't your body will die yeah. if you are away from this person. Like one way or another, it's going to make you not able to function um, mm -hmm. because of that. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a big thing. Like Sam realizing that all the walls he's put up since that night have made everything so much worse. Mm -hmm. But he couldn't, couldn't not do that. Yeah. You know, that's... I say this is canon divergence from season 10. And I have referenced some things. 
Um, so like when he was possessed by Meg and he killed all those hunters, um, when he was soulless and he turned Dean into a vamp. But so you can you can assume that like up to the divergence, it's it plays with canon. And I think all those times when Sam's body and his mind weren't his own. Mm-hmm. And again, this is just this is another time when he has not been in control of what's happened to him, but it's so much worse this time because it's Dean. Yeah. That's taken him over. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he wants to this to be okay. And he yeah. wants it to, you know, go back to how it should be. But he just can't because he's, you know, this is not just one incident. This is the latest in mm-hmm. so many mm-hmm. incidents that he's been used yeah. against his will. He's been manipulated. He's been drugged. You know, Ruby did the same thing. Yeah. That he can't just take a deep breath and put it to one side and go, still my brother. He's an asshole, but he's my asshole. Yeah. This is, you know, this is, it's more than his conscious mind. This is his body rebelling yeah you know in a way that trauma truly can make happen and you can be logical as shit in your mind but the body remembers mm-hmm. yeah so in one of the nights with sam i think it might be the first one actually um there's an, an old it's a um i think it's an african proverb uh the axe forgets but the tree remembers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. sam spends that time you know thinking he doesn't think dean is the axe that forgets hurting him but he is certainly the tree that remembers and he sort of draws the distinction between his conscious mind that wants to it wants to forget and he knows he can't but he Mm -hmm. wants to be able to move past it versus his you know his survival instincts that is the tree that remembers that cannot and will not let go of what's happened yeah and so yeah i feel for sam i do and then there's not having a great time i did highlight the the bit about um the impala versus the bunker the bunker might be dean's home in truth but sam never fully accepted it was always waiting for something to go wrong and them to need to leave but the impala dean's baby she's always been there has always been safe within her chassis so yeah yeah um yeah and then after that we get onto the the final chapter which is where everything whatever control i still had over this (laughs) left (laughs) (laughs) it left so oh look we've got more comments stop making me cry yeah i'm you know a lot of people such is the way of ao3 if you post a work in progress even if you know it's done Mm-hmm. it will be slow until yeah. it's fully posted because some people vanish, you know? Mm-hmm. Some people do vanish and don't finish off things. So a lot of people going, I was going to wait, but I couldn't, <laughs> which I have done. And it's as an, as a writer, that feels great because I have been there as a reader going, I want to wait until this is all done, but I can't. I need yeah. to know what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really... Yeah talk to your brother no not like that 
I'm back She's- screaming at Sam. Just tell Dean how you feel, stupid. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, we need we need therapy Winchesters. <laughs> so oh, we get to go hold on. I'm gonna go back to this. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's this Sandra's breakdown. Not, this is gonna be uh, we're gonna have to break this up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna make this Certainly. a whole other a whole You other can you could cut like 90% of my rumbling. Oh no, no, I'm I wanna sure. I wanna keep this, I wanna keep this inherently like together because I feel this is just I said I just this is like you're this is exercising out this part it's of it. So we're gonna we're gonna go through this. Yeah, we're gonna go through this. Um so yeah. Do you want me to talk about chapter seven or do you want to talk about well, chapter seven I as a have, reader? I mean, I have parts where I so like I have questions. <laughs> what the fuck happened? No, 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 not questions. Um they're finally talking. Um in this final this final one is i think where it's 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 kind of what you you want them to be doing and you get into um dean you know wanting somebody to flog him you know for everything um Mm -hmm. that's happened um and i think it ends up being sam going you know um you don't get to make this choice again. Like you don't get to decide that I highlighted, we're not fucking doing this. You don't get to decide we're broken beyond repair. Um, Remember when Meg possessed me and I killed a bunch of hunters, you didn't leave then or when I was soulless and let you get turned into a vamp, you didn't leave. So you don't get to try and push me away or run off now. We've been damned since birth, Dean. We're Winchesters. Um, Yeah, that gets into the whole they're just never it's just regular relationship stuff is hard and then you're throwing in all of these other things that no one really no human person should be able to be expected to manage or get through um and you get to the part where um you're having this discussion and i think sam is really kind of really starts to see the the effect all this has had on dean um mm-hmm. sam takes a beat to look at dean's face to really look dean is pale dark circles under his eyes he's lost weight too his cheekbones are sharper than they should be but he's still dean still the same beautiful face sam has been admiring all his life the same clear green eyes sam has been getting lost in forever um same plush lips that sam has wanted to taste since he was old enough to know what a kiss was and then I think you do the thing you're expecting. I mean, Sam Slapstein, um, as they're like continuing to go through this, right? Like they were going to just. Well, um, I am. Um, I told you about this, mm-hmm, didn't I? Mm-hmm. I was writing this. We're getting up to that point. So they have, Sam tries to talk to Dean in the car. He's like, I really think we should talk about this. And Dean's like, I really think we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And it, it it turns into an argument. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my favorite, genuinely my favorite exchange from that is Dean says, um, you should hate me. Mm-hmm. And Sam just like under his breath goes, I tried. And Dean's response to that is, you should have tried harder. And mm-hmm. I just, I think that, that encapsulates a, certainly Dean who is willing to bear the weight of the world on his shoulders and take 
full responsibility because in his head mm-hmm. there's no distinction between who he was as a demon mm-hmm. and who he is mm-hmm. whereas for sam sam's desperately trying to draw a line and a distinction because if who dean is who his brother is is that demon then what's the point mm-hmm. you know there's never going to be reconciliation and if there's never going to be reconciliation then there's no point you know um i suppose if on the back of this incredibly lengthy episode you're like i'm gonna go read this shit um <laughs> suicide trigger warning for the end chapter uh both sam and dean you know reference putting a gun in their mouth um not in any serious kind of like oh i'm definitely gonna do it just like i should if it wasn't for this i would do that you know but trigger warning um so you know if 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 sam can't draw this line then because it comes after dean says dean says if i didn't if i wasn't worried about what what you would do i'd put my gun in my mouth right now and then it's like a turn about sam saying you know if there's no line if there's no distinction um and that's who dean is then this can't be fixed and if mm-hmm. it can't be fixed, there can't be a Sam without Dean. Mm-hmm. So if there can't be a Sam, might as well put his own gun in his mouth. Um, yeah. But so after they're having this argument and Dean just like pulls off into just like off the highway, first motel they find, buys a room and like storms off and like, so they're arguing in this room and mm-hmm. Dean's like, I'm, Sam's like you're my brother and he's like I'm your fucking I'm your abuser I'm your rapist I'm your torturer you should hate me you should you should put a bullet between my eyes and leave me and there's something in Sam just like snaps Mm -hmm. and he's like you don't get to make these choices and as I was writing this and I was writing this Dreamer was in the Google Doc with me and we're exchanging notes and she's like I don't like what's happening and I'm like neither do fucking I bollocks and I genuinely I got to the point I'll see if I can find exactly where it is. Um, da, 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 da. Yeah. Dean says, then you'll damn us both. Mm-hmm. And I'd got there. And I genuinely like put it in italics to dream. I was like, do they kiss? Or does Sam punch him? I don't know. I'd up until that point. I was watching this conversation play out going, I don't know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Fuck. Mm -hmm. Right up until that point. And then we fixed it. And yeah, Sam hauls off, punches Dean. He's like, you don't get to make that choice. If Mm -hmm. you don't want this, then that's fine. Leave. But Mm -hmm. don't try and act like it's for my benefit. And they, they go back and forth. And yeah, you know, we're Damson's birth, we're Winchester's. Um, and then Sam leans in for the kiss and Dean says, don't. And mm-hmm. Sam is a good person who immediately lets go and backs off. Cause I was like, I was important that Sam do that. Mm-hmm. And Sam still, that Sam isn't, oh God, I can't think of the word. Like Sam doesn't ignore his brother's, lack of consent because fuck you dean mm-hmm. you didn't listen to me mm-hmm. i want to say malicious but i don't think that's the right word you know but like mm-hmm. he doesn't ah, i can't think of the word 
You know what I mean, though? Yeah. Like, he doesn't go, fuck you, you did it, and yeah. carry on regardless. Yeah, yeah. So more, more conversation. Um, yeah, I have, to, know, I have this next bit where, like, after the conversation, um, then it gets to the point, I don't think of you as my brother, Dean, at least not just my brother. Sam steps forwards, starting to close the distance between them. You're my brother, my best friend, my partner, my fucking everything. He's standing in front of Dean now, close enough to hear Dean's whisper. Soulmate. Sam reaches out, cups Dean's injured jaw in one hand. He goes slow, giving Dean every chance to pull back, pull away, but he doesn't. Sam watches his eyes flutter closed just before their lips connect. So, and it's not this, um, you know, It's, it's not it's, it's a kiss but it's not like the kiss that fixes everything um yeah, yeah and it's they're both yeah. they're both angry and they're both fired up but it's this this sweet soft mm-hmm. thing and then sam which... says it's always been us dean it's always been you you took but it was nothing i wouldn't have given if you'd asked which yeah. i thought was an interesting good line um yeah, i'm proud of that line yeah yeah um, yeah so it's the the soulmate thing is a callback to um hate mm-hmm. dean's trying to find out what the fuck is happening mm-hmm. why is he losing power why is his blood not enough mm-hmm. and he has like just vaguely kind of remembers oh, i can't fucking remember what season is in now four maybe um where they meet ash in heaven oh season five yeah mm-hmm. is it is it yeah. five mm-hmm. oh, okay yeah, and Ash says that they share a heaven because they're soulmates, mm-hmm. but it's never elaborated on. Right. In fact, I don't think anybody fucking remembers that it's said. Ash goes, soulmates, and then... They, they just look at each other for, like, a second, and then... And then that's it. That's it, yeah. yeah. And it's never, it's never brought back up again. Mm-hmm. In the show, it's just, like, this throwaway line, and I'm like, that's fucking important! yeah. Yeah. So back 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 in hate when we still had ideas that I was in control of this fucking thing, mm-hmm. that was gonna be it was gonna be centered around that even though Dean is a demon and he's evil and he's doing all these things, mm-hmm. that Sam is choosing to stay with him. Mm-hmm. That Sam loves his brother enough to stay, even though it might kill him. He hasn't left, you right. know. Yeah. Yeah, because they're soulmates, and that the power of that. Again, don't look too closely at it; it will not hold up. <laughs> but that that was kind of that, and it it might still come up. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna fucking do next. It's just, just along for the ride. Yeah, but that that Dean saying soulmate there was that Dean still thinks that, still acknowledges that, and mm-hmm. Sam doesn't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was. I just, it's a bit. I think it's a bit further, further down, maybe. That um, all the firsts that were that were stolen from them, but they can still have. They can still have this first kiss, mm-hmm. and it's sweet, and it's soft. I'm sure I referenced it. I have yeah. to look now. 
yeah, the demon took so many potential firsts from them, moments they would have blissfully shared in another life, but not this. This mm-hmm. is still theirs. Mm-hmm. That's just before Dean says don't. But yeah, because you think in that situation when you're all fired up that it's going to be, you know, passionate, yeah. angry even, but it's not. Yeah. It's just this sweet thing. Mm-hmm. It just, I it gave me hope Yeah, when I wrote it. And I wanted it to, I, that's what I wanted the reader to think that, you know, there's, there's a chance because afterwards they have this really lovely kiss. And then Dean goes, I'm going to leave. Yeah. And Sam is just completely blindsided. And this is, this, this is hundred percent Sandra because I've whinged at her endlessly. Like, oh, you're <laughs> fucking difficult. And she said to me a while ago, she's like, I think you need to give them time. Um, and I was like, I think you might be right. But because the sleeping thing, was so tied to the end of regret. I was like, I can't time jump that because it's not going to make sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this has to happen now. Mm-hmm. But then we were talking about it a little while ago and she was like, I still think <laughs> you need to send one of them away. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right about that. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of, that was the plan. I had this really gentle ending for this that they were going to, you know, they were going to keep sharing a bed and then this was going to graduate to a kiss and then Dean was going to freak and be mm-hmm. like, no, 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 and leave. Mm-hmm. And then obviously they circumvented all of my lovely general plans by having an argument in the car. Yeah. Um, but you were right. And Dean, <laughs> Dean is channeling his inner Sandra and going, we can't do this together. Um, you know, we're going to, I can't, I, like, in, in lovely Dean, Deanness, I can't sit across from you and tell you all the horrible things I've done and have to look in your eye. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't do that. So Sam kind of tries to push back and he's like, can we not just have tonight? And Dean's like, nope. Yeah. We know. Because I think in Dean's head, he was like, if I don't go now, I won't go. And I yeah. need to, need to, I need to leave. Yeah. And it's just so like, and I really think it's just, it's, it's the small little thing of you constantly showing Dean wanting to say Sammy and then catching himself and stopping and then mm-hmm. having to rewire himself for Sam, you know, and come back. Yeah. Like um that that will that that will be relevant later mm-hmm, down the line. Mm-hmm. That will be relevant. But, so uh, I think they've yeah, they I mean they eventually decide, okay. I mean, I don't I don't think either one really wants to, but they know again, like they they know they have to. Um yeah. It's it's like not running not wanting to like how we kept talking about the story, like they need time. I know, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. you kind of have to have to let them have that. Um, Cause I always feel like that time to, and, and even though it's going to be hard for Sam, like he has to be able to know, they both have to be able to know that at some basic level, they could be able to function, even though it would be hard and it'd be heartbreaking they could be able to function without the other. I don't think either one of them mm. has that ability, um, mm. really. But it's just knowing that they could try and see, you know, like what it's like without the other person and then realize all the things that they need that makes their relationship very special with each other. So yeah, that mm. whole absence makes a heart grow fonder, I think is something you've got to, you got to let them have 
because they're so intertwined together. And this has been such a mess <laughs> for both of them. It's been such a, because really like Dean can't, Dean can't trust himself around Sam. Like that's what he's feeling. I, not only that Sam can't trust Dean, but Dean can't trust himself. Like, well, look at all the things he's done to Sam right now through all of this. That's a mm-hmm. lot. Um, yeah. And he's got to be able to know from here on out what he's going to do in the relationship is going to treat Sam as an equal. And again, we can get into what all that means and how that has conversations and consent, you know, sexually it's, it's different. I feel like, um, but mm. respecting each other, um, goes a long way in a relationship. And I think that's really been lost, um, in here with them. Uh, not just the safety, because I feel like respect and safety can kind of like, because you don't, you don't feel safe unless you feel like you can show all of yourself to a person and yeah. know that you're not going to get turned away um, because of that, that someone's there to just take it all in, see all the faults, see all the flaws and still be okay with it. And I think that's what Sam is trying to tell Dean. But it's just so much that even if Sam says, I'm willing to try, they've still got to take time. It's just too much. I always wished that, um, like, I know Garth was like the dentist for like the werewolves. The boy, like the Hunters Network needed therapist therapist yes like for that particular thing like before for the life that they were living with like where they could open up talk about all of the stuff that they were going through and have that connection where somebody wasn't just going to want to lock them up from it um but under have an understanding have a place to release all of that so i think that they just need whatever they need to make this work i think the start of it is space as yeah. much as it doesn't seem to be what they need because of all the reasons why, well, Sam can sleep when, you know, but, but it's like, but there's still all this other thing that they have to get, get over and figure out. So until they get that part figured out, they can't enjoy, it's gonna have to, they can't enjoy yeah. each other again. Uh, it'll just I be think- start and stop, start and stop, start and stop, you know, and then you do it again at the very end, you throw in Dean's point of view. Yeah, that was that was a little callback. I couldn't yeah. resist that. Yeah, you do that, um, and yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. We get Sam just um, you know, Dean leaves, and Sam's just just gutted, just really gutted, crying. Which is, I never think of them crying, but they seem to cry a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> in my fix, and I don't yeah. know why. Mm-hmm. but they do and that, so we leave sam um sitting on the bed in the motel breaking his heart mm-hmm. dean mm-hmm. very much dean's sort of mentality is if i don't go now i won't go yeah. so i have to go now makes it five minutes down the road half yeah. a mile yeah not even you know mm-hmm. before he's got to pull over he's he's just as just as cut up as as Sam and just as you know 
just crying. Yeah. And that's that's where we leave them. They're both crying in, in separate places. Yeah. Which is it might might be more heartbreaking than the end of regret, actually. It might be might be worse. I don't know. You tell me as a reader. Um well see, I feel this is it's heartbreaking, but it's hopeful here. You know, like I think at the end of regret, there wasn't that sense of they might be able to fix this. Here, I get the feeling that they finally, they finally started talking and they finally understand what the best thing is to do for each other right now. Yeah. And that gives me hope. So yes, it hurts, but I'm, I'm definitely more hopeful at the end of this. Um, I I am for all, for all this. And I mean, this last chapter blindsided me completely Mm -hmm. I had a whole different thing going on Mm -hmm. and I like I reached out to you and I reached out to Dreamer um and it was the end of this chapter that she came in and she was like it's good Mm -hmm. but you skipped over like a whole heap of shit that you need to deal with because Mm -hmm. I was it was late and I was just yeah I I think I remember you telling me you just wanted to get it done you just wanted to get it done Uh, yeah that must have been when Dreamer was like you know you need to go back and and look at look at this and and fill this but we did she is she is both a wonderful beta Mm -hmm. a wonderful human being and a wonderful author in her own right Mm -hmm. if you haven't read her stuff fucking go it's great Mm -hmm. Sandra Mm -hmm. will tell you we're covering one of her series it's (laughs) it's fabulous so she came and she, she like we went through it together and then, like I said, when she goes and she does her like beta run throughs and she'd be like, you need to clarify this or mm-hmm. this clangs, you need to put something more here or why is this like this? And she like, she takes my stuff and she elevates it. And I love her endlessly. Mm-hmm. But she did, she did come in and she was like, I like it. <laughs> it's fine. But um, this isn't this. You no, go back and go back in and <laughs> fix that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we did, but I just, for me as an author, I felt like it was a total way. We'd gone from Sam, you know, not being quite passive almost to suddenly, you know, he's punching Dean in the face. He's mm-hmm. snapping back. Mm-hmm. He's laying out his feelings like, you know, sexual. Because he's wanting to fight whatever. for them. He's wanting to finally fight for, I think, them. Like not just himself, he's realizing fighting for them you know see y'all y'all have such great insight i was left a comment just before we started recording because sandra's obviously she's taken these comments and things but this one was just left like um a couple of hours ago from jinkies would you look at this who is actually currently on the screen right now (laughs) um because i had put in the author's notes of this like i have been reassured that this is not the whiplash 180 that i feel like it is as the author but I'm really nervous about posting this. So could you let me know if you think the ending is completely whack? So she, uh, they, I don't know, they came in mm-hmm. and the comment they left was, oof, another gut punch right in the fields. This didn't give me whiplash. I don't know what it says about me, but I understand the characters and I see the motivations. I know they have their own ways of working through shit. Mm-hmm. The two of them always try to balance each other. When one falls apart, the other steps up to shoulder more of the burden leans in and lifts even if he's falling apart too so Mm -hmm. as sam was pulling himself together and taking on more of the weight of the situation it allowed dean the slack to crumble that's how they process how they heal by taking turns and sharing the load it's a frustrating juggling act to be sure but it's what they 
do. I love these two chapters. Beautifully written. Perfectly heartbreaking. Oh, lovely. Um, okay. And I was like, yeah. fucking mind blown. I was like, oh my gosh. Like My response to that was, oh my gosh, I didn't even see that when I was writing it. Mm-hmm. I was just confused why Sam suddenly he seemed to have his shit together. But mm-hmm. this is it. Sam mm-hmm. broke. Uh, Dean broke and Sam just stepped to take care of it. And I think the moment that that happened is when Sam walks into the motel room and Dean's sitting on the bed and he just looks at him and he says, what do you want from me? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the switch. Mm-hmm. That's This is too heavy for Dean now and he crumbles and Sam yeah. just steps in. And I didn't see that when I was writing it. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't connect that. I didn't put those dots together. And again, yeah, Dean crumbles and Sam's Sam's there to fight now. Sam yeah. will hold it up. Yeah. And I just, I was, it was less, I couldn't see the forest for the trees and more, I couldn't see the tree for the bark. I was so close. Yeah, absolutely. That I couldn't, I couldn't see any of it. Yeah. I think that's so, the, I think that's the wonderful thing about um, writing too, you know, is that other people are going to pick up on stuff that's there. Um or just maybe like clarify stuff, you know, like Dreamer's been, you know, able to like invested in the story, but also like not writing it. Um, so able to do that, that part for you, you know, like that beta part of it, um, mm-hmm. which is really, really good. Um, really good. She thing. has good peoples. Yeah. I hope you're listening to this. I will harass you woman until you listen. <laughs> so I think then the game plan too, is that we'll, we'll, what we'll try to do with this is um, come back to the story. Now, I guess talking about this part, are you are you giving yourself are you giving yourself as a writer some time to just leave it alone and then come back to it, kind of with the same mentality, giving giving the boys their space, or do you? I know you. I know you haven't you have points, right, that you think are going Mm. to happen. Are you giving yourself time before you write it or have you already started writing it? I've written a couple of paragraphs, Mm -hmm. but I'm not, I don't think they're right. Mm -hmm. Kind of just, I more wanted to get like an idea, like a geographical idea Mm -hmm. of where Dean was going to go. So it's, what I've got written now is just Dean just like checking in. Mm-hmm. Like I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Mm-hmm. But I'm not the sort of the dialogue in or in and around that I'm not 100% happy with. But at the moment, all I can see is point A, they've just separated. Mm-hmm. And point B is I want them to reunite somewhere, not at the bunker, but somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I can't, I, can't see how we're going to get there yet so that Mm -hmm. needs to break down into Mm -hmm. smaller and smaller points and at the moment I don't know where the next point is Mm -hmm. so I've got Dean Dean's Dean's just driving at the moment yeah sent him over to I think I put them back in Kansas somewhere okay no I didn't I put them in Nebraska put them in Nebraska York Nebraska actually I've googled things I know things (laughs) um you would not believe I've Googled so many motels as well. <laughs> Cause I was like, I don't know. I just feel like after so many, a couple of years in the bunker, Dean would have standards. We're mm-hmm. not looking at motel sixes anymore. We're looking mm-hmm. at like value ins, best westerns, okay. you know, okay. the next one up. 
gotcha. so I've I've had to go all the places I've wanted them to stop I've had to check if there's like a value in or something there. gotcha gotcha but I've I've left I've left Sam in in Nebraska and I took Dean I think his first stop was um Des Moines Iowa mm-hmm. and then I'm sending him down to Cincinnati I think okay. I'm just sending him just east just gotcha. over just over there so I don't know what the next what the next point is gonna be because mm-hmm. I kind of I kind of feel like Dean is gonna maybe bury himself in a bottle mm. for a couple of days mm-hmm. and maybe Sam is gonna do the same mm-hmm. but I don't want because at the end, Dean's like, I'll call you in a few hours. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And I think if they both go off and drown their sorrows, you know, what's that going to come back to? I don't know. Right. Yet. Yeah. But I do yeah. think who they are as people. You're not telling me Dean isn't going to go and give himself alcohol poisoning. There's no way he's not. It's, it's impossible. Well, especially he doesn't have, because I think that's he, it. He, that that's that's what he tends to do when he, whenever he runs away. I think that's what you tend to see happen. Yeah, with him. Yeah. So it's like he doesn't have a Sam. Mm-hmm. So of course, he's still worried about Sam, but he's not physically there to watch over him. Yeah. So he doesn't. He doesn't have that implied responsibility. But then we're going to get the and we're I, gonna I, get all the guilt all the shame because he's not going to have a reason to he's not going to his his reason for being which is take care of sammy is not going to be necessary at that point and i think that's when you get into all that yeah 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 i can just uh like i said it's only a couple of paragraphs and it might not stay Mm -hmm. at the moment we've got um he says you know he says he's gonna um call sam in a couple of hours and get me going. We text Sam and he says um, that he's in the mine and he's going to stop. And Sam just texts him back and just, okay, because he's expecting a call, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So Sam goes, gets some beer, gets some whiskey, gets fucking arsehole and passes out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the next morning, Dean says, Sleeving's heading east. Um, why didn't you call? And he says, Dean says scared of what that you'd realize how much better you feel when I'm not there Mm. so it's not it's not Mm -hmm. too far off the mark Mm -hmm. but I think if I don't at the moment if they both deviate and go off and do the Winchester solution which is to get so blasted um I can't see how they come back together just yet right yeah yeah no I get that that's kind of um I have talked about this for two and a half hours and Sandra had like a whole other thing she was going to go on about (laughs) no what I think we're going to do is um I'm going to have this be its own bit what I want to do um when we do another recording because we're not going to be able to do it today but when we the next recording that we do no 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 this was I wanted again this needed this needed to be discussed so I'm glad that we did it this way I think my thing is as a reader too is like my inherent issue with demon dean um and different conversations we had 
I want to kind of discuss that along with some other thoughts I had about the boys in another episode. So probably we'll like do this episode and then, you know, maybe we'll have like a follow-up the next week um, about yeah. those, those things that kind of get back into just overall, the boys overall, you know, relationship in general and how we've taken bits of what we see come up with this, but then how it also relates back to, I guess, like canon Sam and Dean too, like, you know, like that, mm-hmm. that back and forth discussion. That's those kinds of things that are always fun. So um, yeah, no, this yeah. was good. I'm glad that we, I'm glad that we got, do you feel, do you feel, do you feel good? Do you feel good about I do. discussing? Yeah. I do. Good. I do. Good. Um, so yeah, I just, I wanted you to get the chance to talk about this and just kind of, I think to show, I think you need to drop the imposter syndrome uh, because you're, you're a writer, like full out. Like you can't, you can't keep like, you know, feeling that way because this has been the, when you, when this is going to be done, you mentioned this, this is going to be like a novel length um, piece. It's 45 K. Yeah. And you're not done yet. So when you're done, this is going to be, this is, this is going to be, you've written a book. (laughs) Yeah. Congratulations. (laughs) Um, Stop thinking that, you know, stop with the imposter syndrome because, um, yeah, you're a writer. It's not that simple. You're, you're a writer. You're a very good writer. Um, I've really like, I think since we started, since we started just chatting in general and then watching what you write, what your comfort is, what you, what you are brave enough to write about, um, to share. Uh, I think those are all gifts that you give readers. So you should, you you should, you should be proud of that. And I know you're proud. I know you're proud of this. Um, but yeah, I am proud of this. You know, it's, and I guess just like for anybody else who just, you know, who thinks like fanfic, who fan, fanfic doesn't really make them a real writer. Like, you know, uncategorically, no, like you're writing, you're creating, you're, you're taking the time um, to think about a topic, an aspect, a, a characterization, a why, a how, you know, where, when all of those things come together to make a piece of art um writing yeah writing is art and it comes in various stages and forms but fan fiction is another form of that type of art and you know i think we're very lucky when we come across exceptional writers or we get to see writers progress over time and you know if you follow a writer a fanfic author i think you get to see that journey too over time Mm -hmm. um and those are those are gifts i mean like you mentioned as it being like a diary or a journal i kind of think the same way about writing but i i do it a little differently you get to see where like you as a writer look back at something and go oh i remember i wrote this because of this or i wrote this because of that you know like those kinds of things like yeah stages in in life and you may not realize it then but then you can go back and look oh i was going through this this is probably why I was doing this. It's probably why I was writing about this. Um, so those kinds of things that aren't, you know, apparent necessarily to the reader, but they'll pick up on the themes um, 
of it. And like I said, we, we think we, we definitely think a lot about um, Sam and Dean and their relationship for a reason, because it was just so very compelling, even over 15 years we saw the growth. We saw the changes there. That's a wealth of mm. information to pull from and ideas and thoughts and options, oh, yeah. you know? So I think it's, it's all, it's all very good. So I, I think this is kind of like, even though we're going to call it taking authors to task, I think it's just more about um, shining a light on fanfic authors and how, you know, very lucky we are to experience everyone's angst and drama and struggle to create and what what can come out of it from all that so yeah I think that it's been this has been a journey for me and I will haven't even I've just been on the very outside of it just kind of like getting (laughs) thoughts and things you know that you've been going through and and dealing with so yeah it's yeah it's um, been a it's been it's been a thing guys it has been a thing but I always think I've written, I've written a lot of, you know, happy, fluffy, uh, and that nice. And don't get me wrong, I love, I love reading that kind of stuff. You've had a shitty day, and you're like, I'm gonna yeah. go pull my bookmarks up and I'm gonna read the sweetest, mm-hmm. softest, fluffiest thing mm-hmm. I can find. But I also, and I do, th- I do this in my day to day life as well. And you, y- y'all have definitely heard me do it on the podcast. Um, there's so many things that I do ways that I behave that are as a result of my past of trauma that I carry around with them with me sorry that if I'm not upfront about it I can come across as very I can come across as rude or dismissive or you know I I don't think I ever come across as like unfeeling but I can come across strange which is not particularly a word I like to use not normal I don't potentially cannot communicate the way neurotypical people could communicate so if I don't if I don't front up and go hi um all of this significant mental health problems and because of that I may do x y and z it it can paint me in a bad light so I'm I just front it out I'm just like yes this is this and I have clinical depression and I have anxiety and I have so much trauma I've had to build a whole new house to put all my fucking trauma in and I haul that shit around with me as well and Mm -hmm. yes I'm very tired Mm -hmm. so I think and I put that through in my writing so if I'm dealing with issues and a a tale of two minds is is the most prominent one of that Mm. But mm-hmm. I don't think there's any point in shying away from that in my writing as well. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to write this really awful, gut-wrenching series that is just, you know, blow after blow after blow against the boys. But once it started it, I couldn't then in all good faith just rush it through to right. an ending. Yeah. I couldn't... and. You know, I've written great fakes that have rushed through to that ending and you think, oh, damn, you know, I was too fast. It's And it, it crosses into unbelievable territory. And I'll suspend a whole heap of disbelief for a fic. I really will. You tell me, that, like, fucking cheese aliens on Mars. And I'm like, <laughs> cool, Bob, right. Are they fucking in the spaceship? Awesome, you know? 
I'll suspend so much disbelief, but I never want, I never want it to cross past disbelief. You know, mm-hmm. like if I'd have had this and then they'd have come back together and Sam would have been like, it wasn't you, it was the demon, kiss me or fall. Mm-hmm. Nobody would have believed it. Mm-hmm. Everybody would have, I would have felt cheated. Y'all would have felt cheated. So, and I didn't, I certainly didn't intend to deal with any of my traumas via the medium of sandwiches. <laughs> not yeah. in this one. I have done yeah. in other things, but mm-hmm. not in this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I just think if you don't do that, then it stays hidden. Yeah. And you do yourself and everyone around you a disservice by doing that. Yeah. I am 90% of the time, but fuck nuts. All the time. If it's not, if it's not like a genuine chemical imbalance in my brain that's making me crazy it's one of the seventeen thousand boxes of trauma that i have with me yeah. something's just set me off a bit wrong and mm-hmm. now i'm fucking nuts mm-hmm. i had a genuine breakdown the other day because my husband killed some ants in the garden right this is the level of mental we're talking about here and i'm still not all right with it okay i'm still not there are now no ants in my garden and i'm sad about this i'm not okay that's what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I can't get rid of that. So I might as well use it. Mm-hmm. And I might as well put it in there. And, you know, sometimes I, I can't make my life work out the way I want it to, but I can make their life work out the way I want it to. I could put all my crap on them and then go, and now I will fix it. So, yeah. Mm. It's a diary. It's a diary of, of your life. And you mm-hmm. can look back on it and go, oh, yeah, I was here. I was that, but also it's like, it's also just it's learning, like, right? Like you just yeah. learn, you learn, you, you change, look back. you grow, you, you know, you turn into yeah. something that you didn't expect. You look back and go, Oh, who was that person that thought this and now thinks something very different. And again, like you can put that on a character to a certain extent, think with fan fiction, if you want to be true and honest with the characters then you have to sort of meet them where they're at and work mm-hmm. through the stuff um so that's where it i think honoring the characters is important right like that's i think when it comes down to it i i know you feel that way about the boys and i i, I kind of do too like you want to honor what's happening with them internally um mm-hmm. and i think even though you maybe started with oh i want i saw this i want to do this you then realized, oh, I've got something else here. I need to yeah. do more with this story. Um, you could have just done a scene, a one shot, maybe done I it a little bit differently. Be. And we wouldn't have gotten this, you know? And yeah. so yeah, it's um yeah. And I I I will say it the that you they say you should challenge yourself and stuff. This has been fucking hell. This mm-hmm. has genuinely felt like walking through mud sometimes. Cause I don't, I don't like writing angst. You would never freaking tell if you, this was the only thing of mine you ever read. You think, holy shit, this person is insane. But I don't like writing angst. I don't mm-hmm. like, I don't like writing sad I don't like writing stressed mm-hmm. I like everything to be fluffy and nice and then I wrote this and I was like all right then yeah okay well this is this is where we're at yeah. but it's like it's it's fun we have 15 years and they did a lot in those 15 years mm-hmm. but 
you could just like I like taking them and putting them in different places right and seeing yeah. mm-hmm. how they'd react mm-hmm. and who they would be yeah and, yeah you know are they still still Sam and Dean and I think this is probably as close to canon as I've ever I've ever mm-hmm. written anything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so yeah if on the back of this you think I should definitely go and read that. Of course, because <laughs> trigger warnings, um, rape slash non-con, vomiting. But you do a good job um, of like in every sad. every section or whatever, anything that could be a possible trigger, you've you've got those in notes. And so they can yeah. definitely um a reader can I mean, you you miss a lot if you choose not to. Um, so I think if you if you're gonna start, I think you have to kind of like prepare yourself and you do a good job of, of letting people know what's what's coming up um I do there's, try. A, there's a lot of apologies along the way um for for, for all oh, yeah. of it but it's it's definitely uh I I think it's I mean yeah for people that you know I, I mean I could say like I've, I've read Wincest I do like I do like some Wincest on occasion but this goes beyond that I I just feel like inherently it's just about the boys. Um Yeah. It started out it started out as Winchester and now it's come yeah. to like a real I mean there hasn't been there isn't sex in denial at all. Mm-hmm. There isn't sex in control. Mm-hmm. Um there's the the one blowjob scene in regret. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't been about the sex for quite a while now. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, it's two two broken people trying to find each other yeah. and make it okay again. So we but will I am probably, yeah, and we will, we will be doing an update whenever it's fixed yeah. um, to discuss. Uh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping installment seven will be the last one. And then okay. I have, I have some timestamps and I'm, mm-hmm thinking i might do as i did dating sam winchester in the mm-hmm. english cottage where it was mm-hmm. just little little bits little scenes yeah. there's yeah. a few little bits little scenes like i want to know what clothes dean was picking out for sam when he was in the bunker because mm-hmm. we only saw sam in the car but you know dean was rifling through drawers finding the oldest the softest the coziest clothes <laughs> teacher that they've had for like 20 years that was Dean's and then Sam's and then Dean's again mm-hmm. you know to mm-hmm. keep his brother cozy I want to see that nice. you know yeah I want to see him I want to see him in the library picking out the most worn thumb through books because he knows Sam's read them a hundred mm-hmm. times and they're his favorites mm-hmm. cute stuff like that nothing sad mm-hmm. no yeah. angst but yeah Hopefully the main story will be done in the next one, but we'll see. Good, good. Well, I mean, I don't, I, I'm hoping maybe we get to do this again, not even just with like your stuff, but you know, who knows if we're able to even get, um, you know, another writer on, cause I know we've, we've done interviews with, with um, fanfic authors, but I think it would be nice if we could even like ask someone, um, you know, to come on just to talk about like a certain particular fiction and really kind of like dive deep into it if there were, many feelings or, or thoughts about that but um yes yeah so I mean we've we've got options in ways that um if you if you're listening and you want to come onto the podcast to talk about fan fiction or 
maybe talk about, you know, some of your work. Um, we've got links to all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, unless, unless you've got any other thoughts, Carly, I think we can, we can wrap this, no, this baby we up. Can wrap this one up. Okay. So if you want to reach out yeah. to us, you can email us at idlinginthimpala at gmail.com or reach out to us on Twitter at idling in the letter D Impala. If you'd like to make your voice a mail, check the description for a link to send us a voice message. You can find links to our personal socials and our AO3 accounts in the description. And there's also a link to my author website and original fiction. We also have a website now. Woo, website. Woo. Five. Five, 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 five. <laughs> so go check out Idling in the Impala, all spelled out, dot com. That is where you will find all our merch. First that off. You want a t-shirt that says, why are you like this? We got you, fam. Want a t-shirt that says, it's finished what I hate it. <laughs> We've got you as well. Are you going to a con? Like, there are cons coming up. Are you going to a con? If you want a t-shirt that says, I hug Jared or I hug Jensen in this shirt, we have got you, fam. Get over to idlinginthempower.com. There is also YouTube and Spotify stuff on there. There's some um, about us behind the scenes stuff about Sandra and me and I'm thinking I might have to put the podcast mascot on there because he appears in so many episodes <laughs> um and also super secret section of videos that we can't put on YouTube are there as well mm-hmm. so you should go and take a look for various reasons and <laughs> get out give us some feedback don't forget to like subscribe follow leave us a comment wherever you access your podcasts we love that especially if you are listening or watching on YouTube, likes and comments really help us with the YouTube algorithm. All hail. So you can also check out the current causes in the description that we are championing. If you can, if you want to, if you're able, donate, give a little bit. Everyone is struggling at the moment, but some people are struggling a bit harder than everybody else. And with that, we will say thank you for joining us in the back seat, and we will see you next time, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.